All right, everybody. On tonight's episode of Top 5 with Joey Casado, we got a good one. We got 30 years in the making, Playground Reunion. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Mark? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm, uh, am I allowed to say it? Am I, I'm Aaron. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're ready. You're, I love it. You already broke the first rule. Good for oh, you, Arnie. <laughs> Good for you. Listen, I'm someone who's had more songs written about me than Princess Diana <laughs> and, and Layla together. <laughs> you mean Nicole? Nicole. <laughs> yes. AKA Nicole. AKA. And of course, pack, backed by popular demand, we got the doctor. What's up, boys? What's up, pal? <laughs> <laughs> and re returning, we also have playground guitar player, Steve the Greek. What's up, boys? Glad to see you all. And not by popular demand, he has, he has made his return, which I, I vowed he would never be back. But he's back. We got bass player, Brian DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> And the man, the myth, the legend, missing for over 30 years. And I can't, I've heard rumors on what he's up to. I can't wait to hear the details. We had to, I, I didn't want to ask you. I wanted to wait until we were recording. Joe, Playground. can I say? Play can I say? Go ahead. On lead guitar, Mr. Brendan Murphy. Hello, brothers. Been, uh, been way Woo. too long to wait you in this, the rehearsal room, and uh, you just left me there. <laughs> it, it it's i mean literally guys until this moment i have we were just talking off camera i haven't seen brendan in just yeah. about 30 years insane that, i've seen I'm... way too much of snyder way too much of steve <laughs> yeah a little too much of devito too but not enough for brendan you sound like my wife yep. and kids <laughs> <laughs> and ernie obviously ernie's here he's my co-host but he's also the quasi-manager slash mascot of Playground through the years. I always think of him as the man that broke us up, ultimately. I remember Ernie would come to every single rehearsal. He missed one, and there were no rehearsals after that. That's all I know. Sla slash pimp. Slash what the Chinese calls in Staten Island. <laughs> That's, hold on. That had to make somebody's list, I hope. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I remember that one. So before we get into our top five, I'll, I'll give a quick history. So this is basically my first band ever. We formed, you know, you guys formed before I was even part of the band. Tommy, Brendan, and Steve were, were a band before 
Brian and I uh, joined. If you guys, we'll give a little history of that, but you guys started this band Playground in 90 or 89? What was the year? Oh, it was before that, right? Tom? Yeah. Um, See, so like 88, right? 88, yeah. Because we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, about 89, yeah. 88. Okay. Yeah. It sounds about right. Wow. So, you know, just to quickly run through the history before me and DeVito, which is the history that doesn't really matter. Uh, you guys did a demo. You guys, you know, were looking for a drummer and I think a bass player at that time. I, I lived in Brooklyn. I answered an ad at King James music on Flatbush Avenue. I, I could, wow. I could see it. I had my brother drive me. I needed a pair of just, I needed one pair of sticks. That's how I used to live back then. One pair at a time. And I, he drove me to King James and there was this little thing on, on the bulletin board where this is how people used to find other people and musicians and whatever else you needed. A little piece of paper with little strips of paper on the bottom cut that you would pull one of them off with a no phone number on it. And I'm pretty sure that it was Brendan's number, right, Brendan? Yeah, yep, yep, you got it right. So I, I ripped this off. I think it just said... Uh, commercial hard rock band looking for a drummer or something like that. Wasn't crazy detailed, right, guys? Do you remember anything? Uh, had to have long blonde hair, um, <laughs> uh, wear tight spandex, um, and uh, with a nose piercing. <laughs> so I had none of that, of course, but I answered it anyway. And I remember calling Brendan, and I think I picked up the, your, your first demo tape, the first that that night or, or the next morning or something Wait, something else on that ad too you had to be eight years old <laughs> that, 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 no you know what you're, old, right? you're actually right it's it actually <laughs> said on the ad 18 and over yep that i remember and i who believe, added the one <laughs> <laughs> I, well in my mind i didn't see the one because i was only, i think i was only 15 at the time and of course i didn't care i answered the ad anyway i lied about my age and I literally had to lie about my age for about the next five years, or maybe even more than five years, to all of you guys. I think we had my 18th and 21st birthday at least two or three times in a row, and no one knew. <laughs> That's very true. So the first rehearsal that I had with you guys, I think we, we were at Rock uh, Sink the Pink on Flatbush? Yes, Sink the Pink, yeah. Flatbush Avenue. Yep, we went and to the I, big room. The big room, exactly right. And I remember, because that was, I know it sounds ridiculous now, but back then, if you were in the big room at Sink the Pink, it was like, oh, wow, you were in the big room? Oh, shit. You were going places. Yeah. Going places. I used to hear rumors, oh, you, you, oh, you were in the big room last night? Whoa, what was it like? <laughs> I, I like Scott better. Perhaps. <laughs> We don't mention Scott. We we will mention Tommy, the other bass player. We we won't mention Scott. And wait, what? Wait, who was the other bass player? Uh, Gordon. 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 Gordon Gecko. Yep. With Irene. Richie. Richie too. What was Gordon's song that you guys used to make fun of? Uh, teddy Bear. The Teddy Bear. Really, teddy, I mean, teddy, teddy any bear. position to make fun of anybody, though. I mean, come on, honestly. Let's be honest. <laughs> Shut up. We were allowed to make fun of anyone we wanted. <laughs> including tender, tender teddy bear run your fingers through my hair that shut was, up that was the course classic of God. Yep. classic yeah go you have it right here you want to hear it <laughs> what was the name i don't let's not talk about them anyway so you know i went on the audition loved you guys right away uh i joined pretty quickly and then shortly after we started auditioning bass players or or what happened or brendan left 
after that first. Yeah, wow. I think I, I, I think I left. So w- walk us through that, Brendan, your version of the story. It's Joey's impression. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, you, you came on board and it was just like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. This guy can't keep time for anything. <laughs> Bring back Scott. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Actually, Brendan was like, what is this, cause for kids? How old is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, Brendan, what, so, obviously, listen, if you don't, obviously, if we don't want to talk about you, it's 30 years later, who gives a shit? Tell us the truth. What happened? Because over the years, I always, I don't know the story. Yeah, like, I, 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 Brian, you must have been on the band by then, I think. Because we we didn't have any bass player? No, no I, don't think I didn't. So. I wasn't in the band yet. Nope. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, we, you know, weren't seeing eye to eye. So we just had to, had to go. I thought Brian was in the band. No. no I thought I, he was. I thought he was. I, from it was from just, what I remember... And this will make sense. Brendan, you were right. We were being a bunch of, uh, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. It was so, and Brendan yeah, was right. Up. We all ready. Come on, we got to play a gig. Yeah. And it was frustrating for Brendan. And right. we were like trying to be perfectionists. I don't know if we were scared. I I, I don't know what it was. But Brendan, we Brendan was scared. right. Brendan was right because we, shortly after that, we booked the gig. So we had to, wasn't Brian on board? No, what what I remember was is when we played the Crazy Country Club, we all got together on the side. Steve and Tommy came to us and said, Brendan's looking to come back. I didn't even know who Brendan was. Right. Yeah, I I remember auditioning DeVito in Rocky Crash's garage. And Brendan was not there, I believe. Oh, wow. No, he was not. You're right. Because we had a keyboard player. Dave was playing rhythm. Right? Or whatever. We had what's Dave was playing rhythm that day. Sal, Sal Carter was playing. Sal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but Dave Robot was playing rhythm that day in the garage. He was joking around as, You're the, right. as the second guitarist. What is yellow? Didn't he have a yellow guitar? I remember yeah, right? his yellow Charvel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember. yeah. I remember that guitar. Yeah. I don't know how I can remember these things after all what the years of drinking. I thought he had a Jackson. It was a Jackson. It was a yellow Jackson. You beautiful guitar. Oh, yellow Jackson. He yeah. still has it. I hope he has it. That guitar is worth money. If he's, if he's you know what? You know why he got that? Jakey Lee played it. He loved Jakey Lee. He loved Jakey Lee. I'm not saying it. He was obsessed with Jakey Lee. That's the truth. Right. He was. He was a big Ozzy fan. That's why Tommy likes him so much. (laughs) (laughs) So again, quick, quick, well, you know, just a quick again. Dave, why don't you come up with some air and say hello to the boys? (laughs) (laughs) So the quick version of the history. So we we wind up playing a couple shows. DeVito joins the band. We, we have our first show at Billy O's in Staten Island. And, you know, we, we're on a little bit of a run there. We do a couple of shows. I hear from Do the Grapevine, Brendan wants back in. Of course, we love Brendan. We, we take him right. He's right back in the band. And then we're on a little bit of a roll. We, you know, we're doing yeah. Crazy Country Club. Where, wait, where, wait, wait, wait. Then, then Steve got sick and Brendan had to do it alone. You're right. 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 That one show, that was on my list, that that one show there. The chicken pox, which I got right after that, you son of a bitch. It's like, welcome back, Brendan. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, your first show back was without Steve, and it was just you, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and then we decided to rent keyboards, and they didn't work. (laughs) And we didn't find out until, I think it was Heaven in Her Eyes, I think was the song. Yeah. And yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was uh, an interesting and, event. And what was that a like a 
again, just so I remember the timeline, was that like a Halloween show or something? Wasn't it right yeah. around? Yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah, right? it was a Halloween show. Because you guys wanted to, you guys wanted to put makeup on me and have me put <laughs> the chicken pox on. <laughs> you remember that? I know Tommy yes. does. I don't remember that. I have a feeling there's a conversation between the two of you. You know, I was like, Tommy, I look really, really bad. He's like, how bad could it be? He came to my house. Like, wow. He was like, stay home. You, you know, know what it was? Dude. I made more money at that show than any of you guys. <laughs> at Every Ooh, show, Ernie. Halloween show. Steve had, Steve had chicken pox in the tip of his fingers. It was so oh, bad. So he wasn't able to play the guitar. That's what the breaking point was. <laughs> Everywhere. It was horrible. Oh. Steve, did you know that I won the Halloween, uh, the costume contest at that show? I wasn't there. I didn't know anything about the show. <laughs> it's like the first time I'm hearing about it from all you guys together. So not well, a lot of money. Did you? Yeah. You know what he did? Wait. You know what his costume was? He was dressed as Steve. What was your kind of remember? Is this true, Ernie? <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a Jawas. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Holy crap. Now it's starting to come back to me. <laughs> I don't know if I want it to come back. <laughs> it wasn't fair to anybody else because the whole crowd was us. <laughs> but I took the money. So well, anyway, running running us. through our brief history, we were on a little bit of a roll there. We, you know, we were doing some fun stuff at Crazy Country Club, selling out. Anyway, I don't want to do the whole history of the band. We had a great, we had a great run, great fun time, great shows. As as the name of the show tells us we're going to do our top five playground moments. Now, this is going to, I, I have a funny feeling, just erupt in hilarity and fighting, and it's going to be glorious. So <laughs> why don't we start with beautiful Brendan, minus his hair, of course. Brendan, I'm dying, again, I'm dying to know, I, I don't even know your memories of this stuff. Like, we've talked over the years, we even jammed again a couple of times, I don't know any of your memories, your take, any of this stuff. What's well, your t number five moment of, of your playground years? It could be good or bad. Yeah, yeah I was going to say is that uh, old age makes you, uh, you forget about the, any of the, uh, the bad stuff and then just kind of remember the good stuff. Yep. But it's the closest bad. I mean, basically just rehearsing in Rockaway. You know, every rehearsal was an event and... Uh, and it was an adventure. Sometimes we were really good and we were, we were so tight. Other times we were at each other's throats. Um, but I think a the foundation of every rehearsal I remember was at Rockaway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I think of us, I mean, we've rehearsed at a lot of other studios. We rehearsed in Staten Island for a little while. And like I said, sink the ping. When I think of us, I think of Rockaway. I mean, we, yeah, li we lived at that place. What was that guy's name? Mitch, the owner? Mitch, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, fuck, fuck Mitch. Fuck Mitch. Fuck Mitch. Oh, shh, don't give it away. That might be on my list. I was on don't the list. <laughs> Brendan, funny story. After all these years, I got back in touch with Mitch by talking. Really? With, yeah. He's on Facebook. Look him up. It's his, It's hysterical. You know, He still he, looks the same. Yeah, he looks the same, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> is he still in music? What, what is he doing? Yeah, he's running it. Want to hear this? He's running a studio in Rockaway. <laughs> I think it's the same one. Isn't it the same one? I think it's it's not it's right not on 116th, but it's it's right yeah. over there. Yeah. Really? But it's like a yeah. monthly place. It's not like an hourly place, I think. 
Does he still wear those thick glasses with the goldfish swimming around in him? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Brendan, you're so right. I remember Rockaway like it was yesterday. I can I can smell the smell in the studio, like that new. It was very new that new carpet smell all the time. And yeah, yeah. yeah, we had some great nights there, and we were fucking tight as a band. We only rehearsed the same ten songs every week, but we were fucking tight. Yeah. So that that that'd be like my that'd be definitely one of the memories I have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think the best we ever sounded, the tightest we ever were, is when uh, Gordon's uh, girlfriend came. She was doing an article in the paper. I remember And she that. compared us to Rat. And, uh, and then Rat contacted us and wanted us to hear our songs, to buy them from us. But uh, we were really tight that night. I remember, like, really blowing. Uh, Irene? Eileen? Irene. Irene? I like pretty things, butterflies and puppies yes. and... Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. I remember her. Now I, I didn't remember until you just mentioned it, but I remember her. Very dippy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she introduced us to Matt. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, DeVito. I'm dying to know. I, I, I know De, De, some of DeVito's memories might uh, be a little different than ours, but I got to hear this. Come on. Give me oh, something. Oh, no, no. I can, I can throw myself under the bus on a few of them, but uh, one of them that I, I, I don't know. It just came into my mind today. It, all right, Lamar's closed down. We get asked. We we. It's after that the, the Scud battle. We get asked to play uh, cabaret. Oh yeah, the cabaret. Cabaret. <laughs> when I forgot what song we were playing, when that huge fight broke out in the middle of the of the, of the floor. You forgot what I, song it was. What do you know? What song you think it was? I know what song. It was Ernie. Ernie. No. Say it. It was. It was. Wasn't was that, 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 that a shame? No, Which Ernie. Say it. Sometimes. Billy Joel. No. Sometimes a fantasy, of course. Yes. I thought no <laughs> I remember this one scene that was in there Beowulf where, when they were moshing to that yeah I remember there was one scene in there where they were breaking everything up and then you could see like Joe Bravo when he still had hair going bald and he's like eyeing this guy down it's on the video I don't know who has that show if anybody has it oh uh, I I have it yeah I, and the whole fight is on video we have the whole thing yeah it was sick I, who was who was the fight with I know Dave was was there yeah it was I don't it was all Tommy's friends against the bouncers. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the usual cards. I, uh, I had that on my list as memories, so, but I got some backups. But yeah, uh, that's one of remember, my honorables. I remember, I remember edging to the edge, you know, walking to the edge of the stage, ready to jump in because they're my friends, you know, when they're getting their asses kicked. And, and Brendan le leaned over to me and said, Mike, if you jump off that stage, you're out of the band. <laughs> so I can somebody was singing. kicking you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Just just so the audience knows. To, just so the audience knows that 
and this is my take. If anyone can rebut this, please do. The <laughs> dynamic in the band. Again, this is my take. It could be different in everyone's eyes. The dynamic in the band. Brendan was the businessman. Me He's and Tommy. Me and Tommy were carefree. Whatever mm. happened, drinking didn't ha- didn't matter. Steve was the artist. <clears throat> And DeVito was the George Harrison. DeVito wanted to get all, you know, DeVito wanted his stuff in there. And the Lennon-McCartney would fight him on it. Am yeah. I close? Yeah, 100%. Sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> and, er- and obviously, Ernie is George Costanza. <laughs> There's one thing you said that I do disagree with. What? You said we have an audience. Oh, good. <laughs> We have an audience. You know we do. Stop it. Well, Brent, Brendan was part of that Lennon and McCartney. So he was, it was me, Brendan, Stephen that would vote. Yeah. Oh, we, we no, went, but you know what I mean. When, when there were yeah. rules to be set, Brendan was usually setting the rules. Guys, we got to do this way. We're doing this and this. And he that. was the daddy. He was the daddy. He was the responsible one. He had to drive. Uh, Brian had to drive too. Um, I think we all had to go. drive. It was just, yeah, it was just, I mean, I, I, am I that far off with that dynamic, what I said? No. No, no. I, I think I think you're right on the money. I think you're right on the money with it. And I, I also, you know, looking back, I feel like uh, we should have been like more inclusive of everybody else's ideas, and we kind of like shut them out. And that's like uh, one thing that I wish I could have changed. You know, that we, we would have let like uh, we would have done more Brian songs that we would have let you know people you know chime in on on the song you know writing part of it. You know. But you're right. Yeah, we we were we. It was like an ego thing, and uh, it, it could it could be ugly sometimes, honestly. And uh, you know, I mean, for me personally, I don't have any bad memories. I think it was all fantastic. I think you know, I I think if we had one moronic move, was we didn't have any real recordings. We should have. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Listen, it's hard to look back and say that because today. I can record in my studio now and, and record a full album and it will sound perfect. But yeah. back then it was a hard, it wasn't as easy as people think it is to even get a decent sounding demo. It costs hundreds and hundreds or thousands of dollars. If you want to do 10 songs, you're talking about thousands of dollars. So it was, it was harder than people thought, but I do think that was our one missed opportunity. We never really recorded ourselves. Right. Yeah. We can still do it now. Yeah. Except for, except for that one recording that Whitney Houston that Whitney Houston's manager has. That's the only one. That I- <laughs> well, it, it's funny, right? You said that because we were forced to do it. We had pressure. We we, we needed a recording Go for something. For Go for it. And, and of course, <laughs> Tommy came to us with a golden opportunity to play in front of Whitney Houston's. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're going into the group category. We have a real hot band, upcoming band called Playground. And this song is called Third Heart. Take it away, playground. Go for it.
You know what? We can't give this away. This is 100%. <laughs> I got to use, the, I gotta use the bathroom. You guys, you, you, I got to use the bathroom. You guys can. <laughs> All right, Steve, we're up to you. What do you got? Number five. <laughs> Number five. Um, all right. Number five is from one of the funniest playground moments is Bruno the farting dog. Now, 
Let me give a little context. Brendan <laughs> does. Oh, Brendan knows this. Yes. Who? Devito doesn't know this. <laughs> I don't know this. Well, oh, that's right. Brendan, you remember this? <laughs> Does this have something to do with the pictures? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we couldn't afford, or maybe we just didn't want to pay for a professional photographer to take our pictures. So we got a hold of uh, Joey's uncle, who was a character and a half, hysterical guy. So we drove out. Was he, was he in Jersey? Where was no, he? Oh, I was Long Island. Island. Long Island. Oh, yeah. oh, you bet. You weren't yeah, you there. there. No, Devito was there. No, he was there. Devito was. Oh, Devito was there the first time. Yes. But yeah. then, then Devito wasn't there the second time. Brendan was there the second time. So they both yeah. kind of know the story. Rocky in different, Malone different spots. was there. Yes. Rocky Malone was there. Right. But Rocky the first time we were there, there. We, we were with Devito. <laughs> so De Devito, do you remember the? Uh, you remember Bruno? Well, now, now, now that I, now that I, now I get it now. Yes. <laughs> so we need the pictures really badly. <laughs> and uh, we were we were we were cashing in a favor, and his uncle took really good uh really good pictures. But he had this thing with wanting everybody to well, just two issues. What he wanted everybody to hold the guitar, even if they didn't play the guitar. The guitars, <laughs> guitars. <laughs> gotta have the guitar, gotta have the guitar. No, <laughs> Uncle Johnny, I'm a drummer. Hold the guitar, hold it. It looks great. <laughs> what car did he have was it a thunderbird a t-bird oh uh, he had he had a lot of like uh antique vintage cars, cars. Like vintage cars yeah but he wanted to showcase this one particular one off and he had his all tape pictures with the guitar in front of the car <laughs> so we have like eight million pictures of all of us playing the guitar in front of his car unusable and so and just <laughs> just for people to get uh context bruno was his 150 pound rottweiler he had and he would bruno was super friendly but he was always in the picture with us so to get him out of the picture he was like feeding a brujuto and stuff on the side and by the end of the photo shoot bruno was blasting farts <laughs> so bruno was just blasting farts and clearing the room out. you couldn't even breathe it was so bad he would, he would growl he would growl and then he'd sit himself Right after. <laughs> <laughs> and then your uncle would yell at him. He'd be like, Bruno, stop. And then he'd give him some provolone. Right, Bruno, that. why are you fighting so much here? Here's some goat cheese. But didn't he, yeah. uh, did he say, take off the clothes. Get on the hood the car. Take off the clothes. Give me sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, what do you want? It's free, you know, free photos. What are, you gonna, what are you asking for? So you get what you pay for. But that was... Again, I say it every week, and I, I Brendan, I, I know you're new to this, but I say it every week. The reason why I do this podcast, I don't care if five people watch or five million people watch, it's to reminisce. I That's forgot about Bruno farting. I forgot about that stuff. That's what I want to remember. I want to refresh my memory. Good pick. That was not on my list. Yep, me too. Wasn't on mine. Very good. <laughs> I tried to come up with the unusual ones. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll, have one, I'll have one or two cliches on my list that I'm sure you guys have also, but I'm trying to come up with some really, you know, the hidden treasures. So that was my number five. All right, doctor. I, I know we forgot to play it earlier, but let's play the quick game now that we're up to you. We usually do a little segment on our show called doctor. What are you drinking tonight? We're doing the apple cider. Oh, nice. Or as Ernie would do it. Apple, apple, <laughs> apple cider. Knackerels. 
So a, a quick, Brendan, Brendan can probably tell this story better than anyone. We used to, after, you know, all the studios and I moved from Brooklyn and all this stuff, we rehearsed in Brendan's basement for, for quite a, 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 a sprint there. So we, we would be in the basement and we would be either getting ready to rehearse or we'd be in the middle of the song and Tommy would be, he'd be disappeared. Where, where, where the hell's Tommy? Oh, he, uh, he went up to get some tea, I think. So he's asking Brendan's mom for some tea. And he would. He would legitimately go upstairs, go into the kitchen, say, oh, Mrs. Murphy, the bronchitis is sitting in again. <laughs> the bronchitis. Hold on, the bronchitis. Bronchitis. <laughs> the bronchitis, it's sitting in. Um, could you make me a nice hot tea with, you know, a little bit of lemon and a little honey in there? So, of course, Mrs. Murphy, love her so much. She would put She would put the tea on the stove. Tommy, it'll be ready in three minutes. Okay, honey, I'm just going to go in the other room uh, with Mr. Murphy. We'll sit down for a minute. So Mr. Murphy would have the Ranger game on, cooler of beers next to him. Snyder would be up there with him. <laughs> 45 minutes later, where the hell's Tommy? The tea would be percolating. He wouldn't be drinking the tea. He'd be a six-pack game with Mr. Murphy drink, watching the Ranger game. <laughs> six-pack game. <laughs> am, I, am I close? Anyone? Much. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, doctor, what do you got? Number five. I, I have to go back to the way beginning. Um, this It's a very strange story. Um, me and Steve met in college in an English class. And uh, at the time, I was not in a band, and I was going to sing lessons and stuff. And he knew theory. And I was learning theory about transposition, which I, I needed to do because I was a baritone trying to survive in the 80s metal era. And it was tough. So I had to go learn how to change keys and stuff. And uh, me and Steve, he understood that. So it was fantastic. So we became friends in this, in, in this English class. Well, I had this other friend, Chris Caravan, okay? And he would come to me and he would say, well, he's the one a co-writer to uh, Heaven Your Eyes and uh, it could have been you. He would come to me and say, look, I know this guy. We're going to start a band and blah, 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 blah. He goes to Kingsborough. He, he knows theory, blah, 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 blah. At the same time, 
Steve also knew Chris Canavan from college, and he was going, I know this singer. We're going to start a no band. Way. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Steve's like, this guy sounds real familiar. Now, me and Steve have been friends for like six months already. He goes, I don't know. And, and also Chris like, he looks like this and this and that. And Steve's like, that sounds like every fucking singer. And also, he goes, half, remember you had half your hair, you half your yeah. uh, hair shaving. That's what came right. That's right. And then Chris said, no, not him. He says, he's got half his head shaved. <laughs> and, Steve, and, and Steve went, are you shitting me? I've been friends with Tommy for six months in this class. So I, I, I had to bring that up because it was, it was, it was destined, it was destined to be. Yeah, it really was. It's true. It's funny how, how that worked out. Me and Brendan were actually, Brendan, you, me and you were like actually writing with Chris at that Yes. While he knew Tommy and I was in the same class with Tommy, which was just a real odd thing. Yeah. I mean, it was, the coincidence was just like really. What was he, a bass player? Yeah. Yeah. Real good bass player. Songwriter too. Yeah. I got to ask anyone ever in touch with him? Anyone know where he is? No idea. Let's I know find him. Right now. He joined the police force. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, I think he became a cop. And that's why he dropped, he stopped playing music or he stopped playing with us anyway. He became a cop. Well, maybe no one wanted him in a band. I don't know. <laughs> no well, idea. That seems, I know, it's not a perfect segue, but that seems like a good segue. So, Brendan, you know, not a perfect segue from that last one, but... Over the years, we've heard rumors that Brendan is, you know, bombing Australia and he's flying helicopters and he's he's basically Rambo. That's what we're hearing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's, bombing, he's bombing Australia? Why yeah. the hell would he be bombing Australia? Ernie's Why fans are there. Of course. What do you mean? Ernie's fans are there. never so, for history, Joe. <laughs> but I, I really, seriously, clear this up. Hopefully it's as good as we've heard. Give, give me the background. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I left uh, Brooklyn and then went to Sail the Seven Seas and uh, hit Australia a couple of times. And yeah, so the rumors are true. See, I bombed knew it. Australia. When he bombed Australia. <laughs> I had a couple of bombs in Australia. <laughs> a couple of, a couple of uh, uh, shots, yeah. But come on, seriously, what, what are you doing? Tell us. Yeah, no, so I was uh, 25 years in the Navy. So, yep. Yeah. And when did this start? How did it even start? Uh, yeah, so we the band broke up. I needed a job. <laughs> what was I going to do? Uh, the recruiter said, hey, join the Navy, see the world. And that was it. What, so wait, back, that's very glossed over. What Hold do you mean? Let me what do you mean the recruiter? You mean, do you mean Tommy? Are we talking about Tommy? Is, there, is this, <laughs> did, he, did he corner you one night and say, Brendan, you should join the Navy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> No, but you, you wanted to be a pilot, though. You you had you wanted to fly. That's why you. Did yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. yeah, so I saw Top Gun, and I said, "Well, if I couldn't be a rock star, I could get girls the other way." So I was, yeah, uh, <laughs> the only thing cooler than being a rock star is being a pilot. Let's be honest. So. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you got rock star, and then you got naval aviator. So it's right there. So yeah, so that was yeah. it. So uh, I flew helicopters for Navy, um, station stationed in Japan for three tours, so seven years, and. Uh, sailed all over the western pacific so yeah lived in hawaii and everything yeah That's insane awesome. and, and again you know i know you gl you glossed over a lot of that obviously that's fucking incredible but awesome. the way you started it is is hysterical to me the band broke up and i needed something to do he, we had I the mean, effect it's... on brendan aaron had on me 
But you didn't go that direction. You went somewhere else. <laughs> Brendan's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> had to leave the East Coast, had to leave the U.S. Yeah. I guess I'm going to the band as possible. So just to pick a fight in Australia. <laughs> time frame wise. So the band breaks up early 92. You, you joined the Navy when? Yeah, no. So, so the band broke up. I, uh, I, I worked at Sam Ash for about a year and a half. Okay. Right? right. And then try to do like, kind of maybe start something else up, but then, you know, the, the scene changed, right. Everything yeah, was, course. we were from, yeah. we were like late eighties rocks and then scene changed. And then next thing you know, it's grunge. Yeah. So at that point I was like, well, you know, my style of music is no longer viable. So um cut my hair and then i decided i'll well, try to get a real job and then i was like oh yeah i could join the navy too and you know follow the second dream so and that's basically how it started so i entered the navy in 95 insane brenda do you uh did you pursue political science i know you were political political science major in Brooklyn college yeah did you poli sci navy fly <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, so that was it. Yes, I graduated political science, and then uh, Navy's like, "Yep, that's good enough." And uh, away we go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. We, Appreciate we it. had awesome. we had you we had you dead on numerous occasions. We pronounced you dead. We called up uh, Devito in Canada once and told him that you died in a Black Hawk uh, down incident. Yeah, they called me at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Wait, do you, Brenda? Do you know the story? Yeah. So me, Steve, and Tommy are out drinking one actually afternoon uh in manhattan in the village and with afternoon. afternoon by the evening we're yeah. we're destroyed and i tommy i think this was the first time we used to call devito every time in canada to 6 a.m 5 a.m everywhere no what. we went everywhere we went we everywhere we went we call him three o'clock in the morning we gotta call devito but the very oh, wait, first wait, wait. time you know in canada no he what we were we used to go to canada every year just on a, on a yeah. guy's trip we used to talk we, we used to love to torture devito anyway it started with we were drinking all day in the village and we decided i don't know how we decided we're sick assholes that's why tommy i'm assuming it was tommy's idea um tommy <laughs> decides to call, tommy. tommy decides the, the grand manier came out and tommy decided let's call devito and tell him oh i know what happened we were talking about the old videos from Lamore and Cabaret. Nobody had them. We know DeVito was the video guy back then. He had, he's the only guy, I think you, didn't you work for like a video place, DeVito? Yeah. yeah. He had the two VCRs and he would always dub the tapes for us. Yep. So we said, if anyone has these fucking tapes, it's gotta be DeVito. How are we gonna get them? He's not gonna just give them to us. How are we gonna get them? Tommy comes up with the idea, which I'm assuming it's Tommy. <laughs> Let's call DeVito and tell him Brendan's dead. He died in a helicopter crash, which is awful. I know that, Ernie. Stop laughing. Uh, maybe, and we need the videos for the memorial. Mind you that I get this and I hear Tommy's, <laughs> I wish I still had the message. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I was a real sad news that uh, Brendan uh, died. And I, I'm like, what? I actually called my parents and told them this because I was like, <laughs> I knew you and everything. And I'm like, I, said, I just got news that Brendan 
died in, in service. And I'm like, you know, and this was going on for years, Brendan. Years. Now, we're, we're, we're drunk. Now, after the phone call, we don't even remember it. We're like, whatever. We don't even, never thought twice about it. The next morning, I'm living in Manhattan. I wake up, obviously, before cell phones, before anything. I have my answering machine. I press play on my answering machine. It's DeVito sobbing. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't believe. I can't believe. the. New, I heard Tommy call me last night. I can't believe the news about Brendan. I'm like. Oh my God. And I didn't remember until that, until that instance called Tommy of Tommy, listen to this. And you know, we didn't really feel bad or have any remorse, but it was, it was. So we, we kept that joke going that you were gone for a long time that we needed the tapes. Oh, Luckily you, you made it. Well, I'm glad you came to my funeral. So, yes. <laughs> but they still didn't get the tapes. <laughs> That's, after all that. <laughs> so, See, he so didn't get the tapes. So he wasn't shot down over Australia after all. <laughs> <laughs> he made it. He okay. went down, his hair burned off, and he, but he made it. Yep. <laughs> by, the time, by the time I actually Joey reached out to me again with regards to the tapes, that's when I realized that some of the tapes that I did have of our shows were destroyed during Hurricane Sandy when my basement flooded out. Uh... And I lost them. No, but even... over the years, we, 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 we got some more catalog back. We have the Lamores yeah. tape. We have Cabaret. We have Hammerheads. We got some good I stuff. Might, I might have Billy O's. All on... Oh, do you find Billy O's, Tommy? I, we're going to start going to Betty's uh, VCR tapes. Oh, that I would didn't be... even know about the Hammerheads. We have a video for Hammerheads. Yeah, I have, I have Hammerheads. It's, I think it's all on YouTube. I'll send you guys the link. And I'll remember post it. Joey, I, I, okay. Yeah. Ryan, you don't remember Joey's fat ass in the bicycle pants? <laughs> Here comes the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> totally eclipse of his That was ass. the show we played with Kenny Lee, right? Right? Yeah, that that I'm had with Kenny, Kenny Lee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Obviously, obviously, this is taking forever. You know, I don't know right. how long you guys have. We're only still up to our number fives. Ernie, what, maybe, you know, once we get to like two, three, one, two, three, maybe we'll just rattle them off, but Ernie, what do you got? Number five. First of all, uh, I had so many stories came in my head while you guys are talking, and now they're all gone. Oh, so, sorry. Here we go. Uh, the first Billy O show the, uh, is uh, my number five. Following the, the truck, because I don't know how to get there. And you guys launch off. With, uh, the beverage on a bridge, the toll bridge. So I pay the toll, and I floor it to catch up with you. Cop pulls me up immediately. I have about 15 people in my car. Um, it's the only time I was ever given a breathalyzer test, actually, in my life. But you aren't drinking yet, right? No, but I was going to the bar. Right. No, the guy, the guy, the guy driving the truck in front of him was. <laughs> yeah, the U-Haul in front of you had had Tommy driving with 25 people in the back. In the, the back of it. Case with of the beer and all the, all, the, all the amps, yeah. I explained to the cop what I was doing, and I actually asked him afterwards, can you lead me to Billy O's in Staten Island? <laughs> and they said, get the F out of here. That's <laughs> when Joey was using the big set. Oh, my God, yeah. But no no cases, no nothing, just in the back Bro. of the U-Haul loose. Oh, God, it's right, bouncing around. I figured, I figured someone was going to pick this one. That was one of mine also. The first show, that's our first show, man. Oh, that God. Was it's, yeah, it's memorable, man. Amazing. Yeah, and, and, I, and 
And I think it'll, it'll, it'll start going quicker now because I think we're going to have duplicates. That's definitely on my list too, Ernie. Yeah. Hey, can I, can I count that whole night as one thing? Because the second part, the after thing. <laughs> no, the, the, well. No, the after party? The after part is one of mine too, so. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll remember that for another, another Was one. Was that the night? Right. No, right, a different night. Did, no, that was tonight. a different video night. The Asians? Yes. No, different night. That was a different night. No, I'm Can thinking. We say I'm, I'm thinking. Um, the next. Asians? Can we yeah. say Asians? Still, still in trouble. Oh yeah. Ernie, don't say it. That's one of mine coming up. All right. okay. okay. All right. That's my number five. All right. So my number five, and I, I'm sure you guys remember this. I think, and maybe I'm wrong. This is a Brendan creation. Tell me if you you recognize this, Brendan. Letters from the Sandbox. Yeah. That, right. So we used to have. We just started to start. You know, this is before internet, email, any of that. We couldn't, you can't get in touch with people. We used to have physical mailing lists and stuff like that. So we decided to, or Brendan came up with the idea of, of writing a newsletter every month to kind of give our fans a, a little up-to-date, you know, info on what we're up to. Maybe list a couple of shows we have coming up in the next month, what it's we've a been great up idea, to. By the way. And we would all, we would, we would all hand sign them which was exhausting, by the way. We had hundreds of these things. We were hand signing. I remember being so mad because Tommy's signature oh. was so perfect, like a doctor's signature, yeah. and mine looked like a, uh, like a gorilla writing with crayon. <laughs> you guys look, look like you were eight years old. <laughs> well, there was a reason for that. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't graduated kindergarten yet, right. <laughs> but that's not... The, so the memory has to do with that. So if you remember... We were either so cheap or so savvy, however you want to look at it. We didn't have oh. money. So if we had hundreds of these letters on our mailing list, hundreds of letters equals hundreds of stamps. We couldn't mail all these letters. Way too much money. Took away from our bar tab money. We couldn't do it. We decided, you know, all the letters were being are from our neighborhood. We're not talking about mailing stuff to Manhattan and, and different states and all that stuff. Everything is in Brooklyn. We decided let's distribute you know, evenly all these letters and we're going to hand deliver these letters into the mailboxes. So I remember then this is kind of where Ernie and I really became friends. I knew Ernie as this, you know, wacky guy, you know, quirky type guy, but it wasn't until this that we became really close friends. And it was we, me and Ernie hand delivered, I don't know, 200 letters from the sandbox in people's mailboxes over a couple of days. And Ernie, you know, we were had such a great time. Ernie had me captivated in the car, listening to Beatles and Prince and Carpenters, whatever the hell he was listening to back then. And it was just a great time. I couldn't think of anything more I would rather do. I was delivering, you know, the newsletter for the upcoming shows of my brand new band. So every person that I knew in the neighborhood, it was just a very, very fun time. I'll tell you, Joe, I couldn't stand those nights. <laughs> I First journey. night ever. I don't know how you really feel, Ernie. Why do Guys, I even why do I have him on the show? That was brilliant, though. If you think about it, that was like yeah. pre like email, pre-social media. That yeah. was like a yeah. really it was like a yeah. really like uh you know take charge of of promoting the band kind of thing to do. And that was really I mean that but I, actually it wasn't I I stole the idea. So you remember WSOU, I think it was uh yeah, sure, 89, yeah. 89. So, five? Yeah, 89.5. Yeah. So there was a band from 
I think they were from Jersey or, or Staten Island. It's called Kid Gloves. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. And so I was I was into them, and I think I signed up for them, and I, that's I got their letter first. And I'm like, so that was before we even joined the band and stuff like that. So I was like, that was, to me, that was like, hey, that's, that's a great idea. So, uh, you know, it wasn't completely mine. That's for sure. Yeah. But that's not stealing that. That's, that's implementing the idea. And and no matter what Tommy has said about you over the years, I give you credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing I ever said about about Brendan is that he was dead. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to poke the bear. I'm trying to poke it the bear. I was nothing personal ever said about Brendan. He was just dead. To, to me, this is not a, going to be a reunion unless we break up by the end of this again. So we, oh, I, yeah. we got to we got to start fighting soon. This is getting this is too nice. I'll see you in another thirty years. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, Brendan. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was an idea or not? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great, great one. Wow. That's why he, you had that business savvy. You had that. Yes. And that was really, that was important. I mean, you know, was. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, there's, there's so much, you know, you know, thinking about this and just in terms of where we were and stuff like that, there was so much other stuff that, uh, yeah, I, I might've had a little bit more of, of drive for business, but the creativity, the, the camaraderie, the camaraderie with, with everybody getting together, um, that, that, made the band the bands right so mm-hmm. it, it's it was we were brothers more than anything else right and mm-hmm. and that that dynamic amongst all of us you know was was that's what was so special yeah amen. well put couldn't agree well more put. and and you know i don't know if it was because it was my real first band and or or because we were so close but i tried to recreate that for decades later and it never worked this was the band that I, I, you know, if I wanted to make it with a band and, and succeed and travel the world with, except Ernie, of course, you guys were the band that, you know, if we would have done that together, it would have been yeah. fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Joey, another thing too, is that this band was somewhat educated also. I mean, people were still in college. I mean, it's not like we were in like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was, you're right. I was in community. Co- I was in Kingsborough for three and a half years. You're right. Very smart. <laughs> at at least you were there. <laughs> at least you were there. <laughs> you know? No, but you know, it just it, it just goes to show that we, before you you have the internet, we we took the old school way and had a marketing tactic. We had a plan, and we did whatever we could. I mean. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing that was going to stop us. I mean, we wanted to do everything and we couldn't afford it, you know? So that's what yeah. we did. You know? I agree. I, I Listen, I don't regret, like I said, one thing. I think it was it was so much fun, everything we did. And it, it built my career from there. And even Brendan's stuff, you know, it, it helped me process that business type stuff later on in life and stuff. It was great. Anyway, Brendan, back to you. What do we got? Number four. Um. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go with groupies. So <laughs> hold on, be more specific, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be general, but I mean, you, like, you know, you you really feel like you make it, like you you made it. Yeah, the first shows, yeah, yada yada, right? Making the yeah. dollars, whatever, maybe. But the fact that we had groupies, <laughs> and I don't care how old they were, but that to me was like that was rock and roll. That was like that was it. We were there. <laughs> it's living the dream i'm telling you yeah i mean listen it's it's 
weirdly true you know you get into rock you're not looking to get into it for money you're getting into it for girls right so it's 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 funny that just because you're playing music and you're on that stage people are looking at you different unless you get it perfectly and even more so you didn't even have to be on the stage you could have told them you were their our manager Like Ernie. And and things, you know, things like, happen. Who did that? <laughs> Someone here do that? It was it was for you guys. <laughs> oh, oh absolutely. I was gonna I was almost put in jail because of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into too much trouble, moving along. DeVito, what do you got? Number four. All right, so uh I don't know. This is uh <clears throat> I know we talked about this a little bit before, but uh I was uh, I was just elaborating a little bit and it was, uh, it was a big moment for me, uh, back in when we were trying to go through 88, 89, I was, uh, I was in high school with Dave Rabauer. Um, we also went to Kingsborough together and from the transition from high school to college, I was kind of like in a speed metal thrash band playing guitar. And then I wanted to do something different because I wanted to make it in music and me and Dave started jamming. And I don't remember if I met you yet, Steve, uh, at the time, or I did. I wasn't one hundred percent sure if you played guitar or if you were a musician or something to that effect. And I started date. I started uh, jamming with uh, with Dave in his house with his yellow Jackson. Hey, you guys! Yeah, and I'm like showing. We were playing like he was. He wanted to play Doc, and I was playing Iron Maiden and whatever it was, and. All of a sudden, he came to me and he says, look, I got my friend Steve. He's got a band. They're looking for a bass player. But meanwhile, I'm playing guitar. <laughs> so I have that. I reach out to you. I think I, that's where I met you, Steve. Yeah, through Dave. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we set up the audition. And the reason why I picked that audition is a big moment for me, because that was the first time that I started playing bass professionally. Oh wow! So, so, I don't know if if I never auditioned for Playground, would I've ever pick up the bass? Wow! Interesting. Oh wow! Yeah. You put it that way. And that audition was at Rocky's house, wasn't Rocky's it? Rocky's garage. Yeah, garage. 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 Right. That's yes. when I met you guys. So that was and 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 I wasn't sure if I was wanted to play bass, but after listening to the to the music and the way everybody interacted, I was like, this is the band I want to be with. You know, like. I thought at the time we had our shit together, or you had your shit together, but we were still growing at the time. <laughs> no, but it was great. And and then me and Joey hit it off because he was a KISS fan, I was a KISS fan, and then Tommy hated me because I was a KISS fan, and Joey was a KISS fan. <laughs> and that all led up to my demise later on down the road. But <laughs> I still don't know why Tommy did that, Davida, but we'll talk about that later. All right. But anyway, that's my number four, is that audition and make me, it's kind of changed my future of an instrument so. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, all right okay we'll leave it for later i thought the video quit no no hold on with it don't you That's dare give stuff away up. don't you dare give stuff away all right. the second time you beat up the bouncer in uh christopher's stop it steal his thunder Listen, we were only we were only together for two years. We don't have that many stories between the six of us. We're gonna list every moment ever. 
It seemed like an eternity. I, I swear to God, I thought we were together for 10 years, man, when I look back. It was an amazing ride just for two years. It just seemed like forever. But yeah, I agree. a lot happened in those two years. Yeah. yeah. They, you squeezed in a lot of, a lot of you know, memories. What do you got there, DeVito? You got, what is that, black? Actually, with the blue. Is that blue? 30, 30 year reunion. I busted what? out the remainder of my blue. I'm nice. jealous. Now we're I talking. It. Nice. <laughs> I'm on my way, Devito. I'm on yeah, my way. I, I got the I got the monkey shoulder going here. Brian, I got midnight dragons. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my god! Joey, Joey's ass just blew up. Joey's ass just went. Hold on, do you really have? <laughs> do you really have midnight <laughs> dragons? Let see. I'm actually going to save this bottle for know. thirty years. Awesome. <laughs> Come on, Steve-O, What do you got? All right, I'm gonna go for another obscure one. Nice. Um, spying on naked gypsy because we were gonna be. <laughs> are you had that on there? Because we were gonna no. be competing with them at the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> running. I remember running through the alleyways, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did they we used to rehearse like across the street from us? They they rehearsed, they, no, they rehearsed in Rocky Garage. Yeah. Oh shit! I forgot about yes. That. We had a few drinks and we did it. We went on a little uh, reconnaissance. <laughs> so we were feeling, we were feeling a little. In, I I don't know. I don't even know why. Because let's be honest, there wasn't really a band to uh, you know oh. really compare yourself to. So we were feeling a little intimidated. <laughs> I have that demo. I will insert a song right now. Yes, please. We were feeling, I guess, a little insecure. I don't know what compelled us to be like, oh, we're going to be competing against them. We got to hear if they've gotten no, any better. No, so, like, sneaking no, that. Well, why else did no, we do it? No. Yeah, oh, we were just drunk. Stop it. Listen, that could be it, too. I don't know. They opened up for us in Billy O's. We knew what we were up against. <laughs> no, but this is the next year. Rocky's, is, you know, Rocky transformed from a roller to Crash. It was a big, you know, it was a big we, thing. Yeah, it was a big deal. We did it as a goof. We did it as a goof. We knew they were no threat to anyone. But we were, we were running around. I remember, like, it was like Belushi in Animal House, running around like. <laughs> Wait, Brendan wasn't with us? Brian? I don't recall this. You don't, oh, no, Brendan was, was Brendan, Brendan was gone, and he left at that. This is, you know, when he left, right? Oh, no, this is back at Lamar's. He's Lamar's. back. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, he was with the band. He just yeah. wasn't dumb enough to do it with us. <laughs> I don't recall being there. Yeah. Or drunk enough. I that, Senator. Or drunk enough to do it with us. He <laughs> was sneaking down the alley, trying to, like, you know, listen if they're doing anything, you know, different, trying to get a feel for what they were like. Perfect. And that was when we, uh, we that's when you guys went back and recorded the nice hats to leave the message. That was, yes. wasn't that the same? Nice Oh, with hats. Dave. Right, with Dave. Yeah, Brendan was back at his house, like writing music and coming up with the newsletter <laughs> ideas. We're, we're rolling around the, in the dirt, spying on Naked Gypsy. Yeah, well, you know, it's a competition. <laughs> you got to make sure you're better than the competition. <laughs> Steve, rocking I, with you on the Naked Gypsy Hotline. You had that on nice. your list, though. No, I. Again, I I know I repeat myself constantly. Nice. That's why I do the show. I don't remember that until the oh, second the no. second you, it comes off your mouth. The memory hits me in the brain and everything's flooding back. I love it. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. All right, doctor. I got to assume something's coming here. Here we go. Number four. No, well, listen, I'm, I'm staying straightforward here because I, I didn't go into the antics after the shit. <laughs> I don't want to be involved in that. I figured you guys would talk more about that sometimes. But me, it's the fucking bus ride, man. The bus rides. 
I I felt the like bo- uh, bocce bus. You mean the bocce buses? Bocce yeah. Bus. yeah. It, it was not only the perfect plan, you know, to meet at the playground with a keg of beer, get everyone ripped, get them on the bus, driving over the uh, Manhattan Bridge. Felt like an army, man. I, I I felt so powerful. I felt like we were generals. I'd look, you know, you're, you're looking at the bus and these people, you know, well, our boys are throwing beer on cars on driving by you <laughs> on the bus and their answers are out the window, you know, whatever. And it, it was just, but to play in Manhattan too, you know, yes. that was big to me, man. I mean, that, that the Beowulf thing, oh no, Bond Street. Bond Street. But, but hold on, right, right ahead of the, in the middle of the village. That was really big to me. And I remember that night. Before you tell the rest of the story, again, we know the story. So what Tommy's referring to is Playground had this idea, and which is absolutely brilliant. And I've tried it over the years, and I've never gotten it to work again. We had so many fans in our neighborhood that loved the band. We were a neighborhood band in, in Brooklyn Marine Park, especially. And once we started branching out, whether it was Staten Island or Manhattan even now, these, these were our first big shows in the city. How the hell are we going to get all our friends there? All of my friends were underage. Your friends didn't want to drive because everyone wanted to drink and have fun. We knew a guy that ran a local football team that had a, a school bus. Two we buses. Would, we, yeah, we would rent the bus and him as the driver for the night. We would put a keg of beer on the bus. We would print out tickets that would be $15, all you can drink, and, and admission to the to the show, and ride there and back to the show from Manhattan. How the hell do you beat that? It was the perfect, perfect, perfect plan. It was the perfect storm, too. And not for nothing, it was two buses. It was two buses. Two buses, right. That's what the amazing thing was, two buses. And I look back, and I just get mad that we never put, like, a banner on something yeah. on the side of the bus saying caution right. band at play yes you know yeah. it would have been so awesome to see these two buses cl- you know going over the bridge late at night going into yeah. the city but again with those you know hanging off of course you know looking back yeah we should have done it but you know ba- you, you can't print a banner back then for under 500 dollars. Yeah, now fair. i can go to, i can click vista print and print one for 20 bucks but no, back then it's a no, different story steve and i printed billy o's passes it cost us a fortune they were black and white and had no it was, it was terrible if we could have kept our friends in line somehow, it, it was we were going in the right direction. But either way, I agree with Brendan what he said earlier. The scene was changing, and I think we were doomed at one point or another. Anyway, yeah, frustration that, that, reach that we put in, like the effort and, and the, the the ingenuity of trying to like market it and getting people there. That's 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 way ahead of like what. No, no, so so to me, like you know, so Twisted Sister, right? They they were a Queens band, and they had that the same that same vibe. They were a local yes. band, and, and they just drove the scene that way. And I think you know, you guys created that 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 scene as well yes the times were changing but that's that's what that's what the we kind of had uh on that it was almost like a twisted sister vibe to it yes you're you're so right that back then you had to have that following back then it wasn't like you could like you could record a song on a on your computer at home and send it in and get recognized for record company the only time you got recognized is with a following but the whole, you're right. The whole thing where the, obviously we know the music industry was changing at that time and early nineties became grunge and that, that genre of music, our genre of music was fading away. But what Brendan said really is, is, is exactly right. 
Twisted Sister in the late 70s. Everyone knows Twisted Sister from Stay Hungry and We're Not Gonna Take It and I Wanna Rock in 1984 where they became this commercially successful band. Before that, in the late 70s, Twisted Sister was this underground band nobody would touch because they weren't playing the right music, they didn't look the right way, but they put in the legwork and, and they had this underground following where every club they played in Long Island and Queens and Manhattan, thousands of people came out and sold the place out. I, 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 want, I want to add something right now with the Twisted Sister thing. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Christophers that we played in, they played in the Fantasy Island. Yeah. The same club in the 70s. Hmm. Now, Wild? Mm. No. But, you know, that, the, you know, I think trajectory-wise, we were so on, on, our, on the up. Didn't matter. Music, oh, I know it's ridiculous to say, but, I, you know, being in the industry all these years myself, I re music, I hate to say it, is secondary. You're right. It's, it's buzz. It's hard work. It's all of that stuff. And we had all of that. Yes. Music wasn't there because we never recorded it. So no one knew what the music was. But all they knew was, you go see Playground, it's chaos and a party. And we were creating that buzz. And we were on this trajectory up. And it will mm -hmm. all lead to, you know, I'm sure later on, we'll, we'll have some picks and maybe some downfalls and stuff. But whatever we were doing, never think, I don't think we were ever doing the wrong thing. It was absolutely right. And I don't even think the music mattered. We could have lived the way we were going for years like that, even if our music faded away in the general commercial public nationally. We could have been, I, go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, no, I would say is yes and no. Like that was one of the fears I think is that, you know, the scene, the scene has changed like the, from the Twisted Sister days where that would have been viable, but going in from the eighties to the nineties where everything was so high glossed, everything was so superficial Right. Like, you know, when Tommy was saying about playing New York, New York was like the, the big boogeyman to us. Yeah. yeah, we played Staten Island, Jersey and everything else like that. But playing in New York, we were like, oh, wow, this is going to be this is going to be the stepping stone. By then, though, the scene already changed. And so right. it wasn't even there anymore. But we didn't know right. that. Right. So that was it was kind of like that dynamic that was going on. It felt like we were kind of caught in a seam uh, of, of the of, of the of the scene, basically. I do, I do agree with that, but I, but I think in, in the other way to think of that is, and again, me being trying to do this my whole, my whole life, basically, trying to do what we, we did back then, F trying to follow the scene is the wrong move. We were creating a scene, and we didn't even realize it. We were creating a buzz and a scene in our own world where we were trying to conform to what other other bands and other clubs wanted and everyone else wanted, where there was no band in 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 the anywhere near the area that could travel with two busloads of people and and pack a place and create that energy and that vibe. If we would have just stuck with that rather than trying to conform and say, no, 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 the club doesn't want this, they want this, and we want that. It's just, I think we were creating a scene rather than following a scene. So I, I do think we could have, we could have uh, overcome some of that stuff. Anyway, Ernie, we're up to you. Number four, what do you got? Uh, well, uh, Snyder just, uh, Tommy just covered my number four with Bond Street. So I guess I'll, uh, I, I was thinking, what would a cop have thought though? 
if he came across this spectacle that we had. This is Jerry Springer time. Jerry Springer time. Let him go. <laughs> and what and what did the club think when we got there? When um, suddenly 200 people are so much walking. All right, my number. Uh, let's see. Let me pick something else. Let me take that out. Uh, Crazy Country Club, the first show. Nice. I think it's the first. Yeah. Anyway, um, the owner told us that the first seven people that showed up set a record for ordering 50 beers in half an hour. Yes, I remember that. No way. That wasn't the band, was it? You and Tommy? Over, over seven beers a person in half an hour. It, it, it was the six of us and Dave Rao, right? I was going to say that Dave. <laughs> Ernie... <laughs> <laughs> again, I didn't remember that until you said it, but now I remember that. Yes. And again, that's why clubs loved us. Clubs love. Listen, I played a gazillion clubs over the years. Nobody gives a shit what you sound like. If you bring a lot of people that spend a lot of money, they love you and they will bend over backwards to do anything they want. Anything until you want. You bend it over. Until, until, you break, <laughs> until you break their stuff. Well, you know what? Even, you the even, nah, even then, we didn't realize the I don't think we realized the power we had because we had more power than we realized. Bringing that yep. many people to these places, making these clubs that much money. I, I'd like to uh, address that question to Brendan because uh, I think Brendan, because it was me and Joey's friends that acted like idiots and started the fights. And I, there were three fights I counted. Uh, the Caves, Beowulf, Crazy Country Club, Cabaret. And, no. Uh, cabaret. And no, cabaret. no crazy, no crazy country club fight, was there? Yeah, there was a fight. And cabaret. Yes, it was. Outside. Yes, it was. Because when we were throwing out t-shirts, Grant beat someone up, Mike Vanny, my friend Mike Vanny, my over <laughs> over a t-shirt outside. Fight. But anyway, but oh, a, guys, hold on. Speaking of t-shirts, I don't know if Brendan has one of these. No. You can get, you can oh, get these on Amazon, Brendan. You go on Amazon <laughs> right now. And these are all of look, these are all of our tour dates. Literally, <laughs> literally ever. Nice. What was the first one? Uh, well, you weren't there for the very first one, but yeah, Billy, no, what was that one? Was it Billy like? O's. So it's Billy O's was the first one. No, no, it one. says something. Oh, Star Star oh, Starrett City Future Stars. That was uh the, uh, the wonderful showcase for uh, Whitney Houston's Whitney manager. Whitney Houston's manager. Yeah. But Anyway, don't talk about the fight ship, Tommy, because well, that might, no, come, that might be coming what up. Brent, what Brendan said that night in Beowulf, which, which was a battle of the bands, remember? Yes. Yeah. It no, was it was a battle Beowulf of Bond Street. Yeah. No, Beowulf. 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 And Brendan said, I don't have a problem with your friends breaking things, but do they have to do it during something's never changed? <laughs> <laughs> and I think... Uh, you know, it wasn't the Billy Joel song that set them off this time. It was some things never changed. They Moshing started moshing. during a ballad. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brendan, you know, that was a good point. <laughs> I can't recall that, Senator. So, so, also, so I, remembered, I, remember, I remembered right after that show, Brendan was pissed. And he right. brought the whole band together. Well, so, just so everyone... We, we know, again, we know the story, but to, to, to rehash the story for everyone listening... We played a show in, in Manhattan, and this is one of our bus double bus shows. This is when we had the buses really cooking, packed to, to the rim. 
bringing, you know, 200 people, drunk people at this point because we had kegs of beer on the bus. So by the time they got to the club, they were completely intoxicated. So we would shove all of these basically underage kids into this club in Manhattan to watch us play. They were already drunk before we even started. And it got so crazy that the, the that the crowd started moshing one of during one of basically one of our ballots. And they were going so nuts that eventually, you know, beer bottles were breaking and tables were breaking and chairs were breaking. Long story short, we got banned from the club. We, yes. they, they told us we owed a lot. We owed a lot of money to the club. We broke furniture, blah, blah, blah. Was, yes. was the, judge? the judge told someone, I thought it was Brendan, that you guys would have won the battle if it wasn't for your friends. I, mean, I remember that. Is that Brendan? Do you remember that? I, I honestly, dude, I don't remember. Seriously, <laughs> do you remember this incident? I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, again, if our if my memory serves correct, you were furious. Oh, I'm yeah, you, you were so deep. mad that that these people, which were primarily mine and Tommy's friends, and I'm frozen. You were only your frozen, Tom. Uh, so I have. I have lightning and thunder going out uh, and rain outside in December. Thunder and lightning and rain. It's just you frozen, Tom. So when you get back, just join back in. We're good. Okay, good. So, so I'm going to leave. No. So <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, joking. You, we hear you perfect. Your, your video is just frozen. Okay, good. So again, in the incident Tommy's talking about, you... Not, I don't even think you lost your, your cool that night, Brendan, but like we had like a band meeting that you called the the day yeah. after, the week after, like, we can't have this, you know, and, and Brendan, yeah. his, his big puffy hair flying forward, and you, you were basically yelling at us that you got to control your friends, and we can't have this, and blah, 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 and, you know, in, in our minds, I'm thinking, you know, we're Motley Crew on the Sunset Strip. We just got banned from an, a Manhattan club. This is fucking awesome. Awesome. But Brendan, Brendan is like Mr. Corporate, and he's like, no way. We can't have this. And it, it was just, it was funny. At the, I mean, now we're looking back, it was funny. But at the time, I yeah. remember you being pretty furious. Does, does that jog your memory at all? It's it slightly. I think it was just because the the Manhattan scene was like the like the 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 yeah. ultimate yeah. goal. You're right. Post right, and the fact that I think that we were basically banned from a club <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> it's like, how the hell are we going to make it, right? The A and R folks are not going to come to Billios in Staten Island. What? <laughs> <laughs> So how the hell are we going to make it if we can't play Manhattan? <laughs> I think that's what was kind of uh, the yeah, vibe. Also, I, there, there let, was, let me ask you a question, What would have happened if we ever would have won any of those battles of the bands? Would anything have changed? Well, no, the scene would have changed. No, hold that thought. The scene would have changed. Okay, all right. Hold, hold yeah. that thought. That's I'm sure that's coming up in conversation. That's global. gotta be that's gotta be like a movie. You know what I mean? Like you know, the yeah, what but, if they go back in time, well, they win. If, if you guys remember correctly, you know, we kind of uncovered some backstory of possibly why we uh, lost the battle, yep. right, Tommy? Yep. Are you still there? Joe, I'm gonna change the subject right now, but <laughs> I gotta be quite honest with you, and and I and looking back at that night on the stage. It's frustrating, you know, because you are performing music that you worked hard for. And I think Brendan was also trying, I think Brendan felt this way too, is that 
you can at least pay attention to the music instead of just breaking shit. Oh, they didn't. Come and, on. And, no, you're I'm talking, sorry. No, you're talking about Sean Tona and you fucking. They don't even so know what state, what state no, but, they're in. <laughs> no, but Joe, but Joe, in all honesty, so no, as we go up there with kazoos naked. Yes. You know what I mean? As long as we show up with two buses full of people and they break shit. I mean, it, you know, it'd be nice if they were into the music a little bit instead of moshing during something's never changed. But 30 I years mean, later, we, we should have ran with it. Agreed. Th- 30 years later, if you show up with 200 people and two busloads and fill your club, doesn't matter what you sound like. You're great. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. You don't even Again, have to play. Music. You don't even have to play. You could stand on <laughs> stage. Have, That's what I said. <laughs> naked and give everyone a kazoo. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So my number four. So if anyone's pressed for time, please let me know. I'll edit it out, and then we'll we'll start moving along faster. But I know this is thirty years in the making, so we're trying to. I'm make up my pitch was closing when my finger wasn't up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, Tom. Why That's are you still thinking. you're still frozen? You should maybe sign off I and come back on. Major, I have a major storm passing my mountain right now. So. <laughs> Well, the, I hear your audio no. great and your video is hysterical right now. Does everyone see That's Tommy's frozen video? I, I love it. That's my thinking. I'm hitting my thinking patch. He's got his Socrates pose going on there. So this, go. this, this might be a good number four for me to bring up while Tommy's frozen. Steve, you would love my, so, lawn, you would love my lawn statue. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Hopefully either people remember this one or this jogs some people's memory. So it was one of our cl- crazy country club shows. I don't remember the show. Tommy, I asked you earlier today. You gave me permission to tell the story. Nicole. So, yes. So Tommy had this this uh, old girlfriend of his, Nicole, that, you know, we, we heard a, lo- a lot about and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't know you guys that well yet. This might even be the very first crazy country club show now that I'm thinking about it. I think it mm-hmm. was. And I thought it was Halloween. No, I think it was, it was Halloween. Maybe. Steve was not there. Steve was not there when that well, happened. Halloween. I'll, I'll tell the story. And you, oh, you already know the story, Steve? I know the story. So Tommy's ex-girlfriend, Nicole, we'll, we'll call her. And, you know, she decides to bring her new boyfriend <laughs> to the show. Oh, I remember this. So I had never met this girl, but I heard lots of stories about her. Lots of songs nice written about you. her. It was it was it was a it was a big to do. I remember this. So, the end of the show happened. So this girl is there with her new boyfriend, and one of Tommy's friends, Sean Toner, we'll call his last name. I'm not sure if that's his real name. Uh, brings me over, says, "Joey, come with me." And I, and I don't know these guys that well. I I kind of know them. We hung out a little bit. I don't know them that well. He's like, "Come here, come on me a sec, come on me." Grabs me by the arm. I'm like, "What the what the fuck is going on?" He was got, being a little forceful. I'm like, what the hell is happening? He drags me over to like, the, and there's like a line forming, like a big line. Drags me to the end of the line. And he goes, Joe, what? Come here. You got to see this. What? You watch this. You, and he's, he's really intense. You watch what's about to happen. <laughs> Jesus. And, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm, again, I'm 15 years old. I, I am 15 years old with a giant glass of Zambuca in my hand. I don't, I don't know if you know what the hell's happening. So <laughs> I get on the end of this line and. 14. The, 14. Maybe 14. It's going to get lower as we go. The line starts, you know, starts moving. And I can't really see the front of the line yet. But as we get closer, I start to see the front of the line. At the front of the line, there's a guy sitting in a chair. 
fairly calm because he's not he's not fighting he's not moving because i think he's scared and he's just sitting there and every this 40 40 people lined up 50 people on this line every person that's walking by this guy goes up to him doesn't say anything and goes spits right in his face no on his back it wasn't in his face okay Back his face. What's the difference? He's, they spit on him. Maybe they no. missed his face. They hit his back. They spit that on this poor joke. bastard. Okay, was the, the guy had the guy had hundreds of people spit dripping off the back of his leather Stop coat. It. They're spitting all over this poor bastard. So I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, and this guy Sean is dragging me along. He goes, Joe, watch it. He goes, I go, Sean, who the hell is this guy? That yeah, you see that guy? That's Tommy's ex girlfriend's new boyfriend. That's what he gets for coming here. <laughs> so this poor bastard sat there because he knew if he got up he was going to get pummeled he might oh, as well that, get spit on no, for 20 funny. minutes so he sat there and took it and as sick as it sounds i know it's sick in today's day and age that's unacceptable and you can't even <laughs> yell at someone and you can't even call anyone an idiot anymore it's it's unacceptable but this wasn't the same crowd that that was in uh beowulf possibly the same crowd uh <laughs> i i weirdly and maybe wrongly got a really good respect for these this group of friends they 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 love tommy so much not that, that not that they were doing what's right i felt bad for this poor bastard they love the music they didn't know anything about her they love tommy so much they love the message they couldn't let this girl disrespect their friend tommy and come to his own show because he was stressed to all heavens that night. Yes, I was. And they couldn't let this guy come here and disrespect him. And they did that. And 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 I love them for it. And we we became closer after that. It's just it's something I can visualize it in my head. I could see the spit dripping off this poor bastard's head. <laughs> Tom, any any am I am I wrong? Is that is that a pretty clear story? I don't know. He looks like he's confused. <laughs> Let me, let me think about this one. Is it I'm still thinking. Hold on. I'm still thinking. Hold on. Seriously, sign off and sign back on. You'll, you'll reboot. Is it possible right. that the song Keep Your Hands off of my, Away From My Girl is about that guy? in everyone's heads as they're spitting i think they might be singing it if they knew any of the words or the songs that they cared about they would be singing that song as they were spitting actually do you... i don't even think we wrote that song that song wasn't written yet 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that song was written. It, yet. it was written from that night. Does any? Do you guys remember this? <laughs> I wasn't there for that. I was. That was, Brendan, that was the Halloween show. You remember yeah. this, wrote, Brendan? You wrote that one, right? <laughs> right, Brendan. You you wrote that one, right, Brendan? Or the Get intro? Or no, that was Steve. Steve wrote that one. Oh, no, Steve wrote I, it? Yeah, I think we all wrote it together. Get your yeah. hands was definitely there because when I joined the band, Get Your Hands was there. So that was definitely written already. But do oh, you guys no, remember I'm this story or no? I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I remember the story, but I remember not being there because I remember it was during the Halloween show and you guys would tell me the highlights. And I was like, oh, man. You know, because I missed the show and that was, it was like a big show, you know, and you're sick and you can't make it. And you're hearing like all the fun everybody had and you're like sitting there like being all miserable. You know, like, it was like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I, the I fun, be... you missed all the fun spitting on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much about the show, but I remember that like it was yesterday. Was yeah, that show, is that the show that we played with Soft Parade? Uh, I no. think, is yeah, that, no, is that Tanya's band? Oh, no, no, no. Soft oh. Parade was that Deutsch Tribute band. That was the first oh, show. I don't remember. That was the first one. You're talking yeah. about picture, picture this. Picture this. Picture yes. this. Picture this. Which, Brendan, we've, dis we've discovered, we've discovered quite a, a, quite a story. We'll fill you in later when Lemores comes up about mm. why we possibly lost the Battle of the Bands. Oh, it's a big conspiracy theory, but we're gonna yeah. want to hear your take on it later. But, but before Tommy gets back, so let's let's get back to Brendan's number three. Uh, so let's see, number three, playground signs. So, <laughs> you mean the stolen? You mean like the real playground signs, right? The real ones. So, back the in the day, in the beginning of the early days, we were trying to figure out a name for the band, and then somebody came up with. I think Tommy came up with playground. <laughs> Me and Tommy. And, did. Yeah, and then at that point, I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Okay, that'll be good." So, like, oh, you know, we'll have like the same sign that like you see on the public <laughs> playgrounds. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. We can have that like the drum riser or something like that. Next thing you know, the whole the whole playground army makes a donation, and then where where so I collect all these signs. They were in my house because at the time we we're still rehearsing in the basement, and we had like ungodly number of these playground signs. But and but what we wanted was like those old aluminum like stop signs that said playground on them. But our goofy fan base and friends would steal like specific playgrounds like uh Roosevelt Park. Field playground, Marine <laughs> Park playground. We didn't we couldn't use those. <laughs> but they would keep leaving them at at Brendan's house and we would have hundreds of them down the basement. <laughs> at some point I'm like what do we, we so at some point we I don't know how we got rid of them, but we got rid of them but it was like <laughs> uh, fines. I still uh, think I had one in my mom's basement to like a year ago. Still down there. You still got it? No, I got rid of it. I don't know what she did with it. I was saving it for the reunion show, so I, don't know. I can picture them. They were like the old wood signs that yes, with the car. yes. Uh, but for but for no, but for years we used hey. to use the metal one yeah, on metal stage metal. as our banner. We didn't well, have that, that came that came later. What do you got, DeVito? Number three. Playground Science is a great one, Brendan. Great. I don't know. All right. It, it, I call it, I call it, I call it an ultimate, I call it an ultimate playground moment, even though it wasn't all of the band that was involved. Now, if you remember when we played Billy O's, we established the Staten Island fans, the girls. <clears throat> so me and Joey took a drive out there. We went, yeah, we did. 
We okay. took a drive out there. I, I, I know it was you because I okay. didn't pick anybody else from the band. I, I was their right. age, so it was okay, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it's exactly. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> go out to their house. We ended up going to one of the girls' house, and they were like, oh, my God. They were in awe that, oh, my God, we just saw these guys play the other night, and they were just going ape shit. And to top off the whole thing, they actually washed my car. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. No, we tell me don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Hold on. I remember that. That is freaking awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that was the ultimate. You know, you say to yourself, holy shit, you want to talk about having like a rock star moment? You just happen to drive to this kid's house. <laughs> yeah. That's and then awesome. next to washing your car. I, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I, and listen, I know it sounds superficial. I know it I sounds know. ridiculous, but everybody, yeah. you're right. It's those moments where you're like, whoa, these people love us just because we're on stage, just because we're playing music. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't remember that either. That All right, Greek, what do you got? Number three. All right, let me see if I can come up with some more obscure ones. Um, hmm. Yeah, your last one was a good one. Spying on Naked Gypsy was classic. <laughs> I don't know if I could top that one, oh. but this one's pretty good, too. Very first gig at Billy O's. <laughs> so, as you know, when you're playing an instrument, like a string instrument, like a guitar or whatever, you have to have a spare just in oh, case a string breaks. Strings break all the time, right? <laughs> so, Dave was my, my, my guitar tech, my guitar roadie at the time, and I had his, uh, his um, I, he let me borrow his Jackson as a backup guitar. So I'm playing, I'm playing, and I forgot what solo we were in the middle of or what song we were in the middle of, and I pop a string. And I managed to get to the end of the song, but I need, I need the other guitar. I need to swap guitars because I don't have time to change a string, and, you know, it just, it just takes too long. And I'm looking around, and I can't see Dave anywhere. You know, Dave's supposed to be there. They hand me the, the, the spare guitar if I, you know, in case I pop a string, or at least to have it handy. I didn't even know where the guitar was. So I'm looking around, I'm like, and Tommy's about to announce the next song. I'm like, Tommy, I, I, I need another guitar. And, he, and he's like, what? I'm like, I can't find Dave. And, and he's about to announce a song. And he's like, Dave, where are you? <laughs> Dave was at the bar, hammered, <laughs> hanging out with these chicks. And, he, and he's like, Dave, roll back. Who's the guitar? He, just, he jumps up. And he like starts tripping over everybody trying to get the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like an eternity before he finally got the spare guitar and gave it. It probably was only like a minute, but when you're on stage waiting to play another it's, it's song, hours, it felt like an hour. And he's like sweating. stumbling all over the place. He finally gets me the guitar. We, you know, long story short, I plug it in and we go on to the next song. But just waiting, like looking for where he was and panicking and not knowing where the other guitar was. And just like looking for him was just like hysterical. Like uh, that, that sticks in my head. <laughs> <laughs> And it was That's the first a great. Too, you know? Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday because we we never let Dave live that down that he wasn't there for you. <laughs> no. I hope he's I'm watching here. this so I can rub it in his face again. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, man. Hey. So Steve Steve just listed the time where he broke the string and Dave was nowhere to be found. No, I could hear you. I could hear you. I just can't get my fingers off my beard now. Been on there for so long. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm good to go <laughs> all right perfect timing because we're, we're up to you doctor what do you got number number three no i timed it perfect huh um the cave oh i had it on my list yeah but you gotta be more caves, specific because there's a couple things that happen you at that guys, cave that, those, you guys, those caves 
I'm assuming you're going to go with DeVito, but what do you well, got? We got Sean Turner with. Uh, oh. You mentioned Sean Turner with uh, his weapon of choice was pencils. Pencil. <laughs> yeah, right. You had uh, Brendan Murphy stepping out of his business suit, being completely defiant <laughs> to the club. <laughs> And me, the only sober one on stage. For a change. <laughs> Fantastic. No, no, no. What a fantasy. Brian DeVito locking himself in the bathroom. <laughs> What'd you tell him? Steve playing Something's Never Changed and, and just kept going with his eyes closed and just kept jamming. I'm, and I'm singing choruses over verses, staring at him. Joey's bass drum. Moving almost off the stage, and I have one foot holding it in place. <laughs> and, and, and it, was, it was a night, it was a fucking circus. It was you you were like everything. juggling while you were singing. It was, it was, <laughs> I was the only one that knew what the fuck was going on. It was great. The name of the club was Ozone. Ozone. Staten Island. I don't remember where right. it was and in Staten Island, Ozone. but it was Ozone. And, and there was a bar in the back of Ozone's called yeah. The Cave. Right. Yes. Oh, Ozone was, uh, I believe it was off of Bay Street, right? Uh, uh, it was a little firehouse, wasn't it? I, it was inside, it was like caves. I remember Stone oh, Cold. No, no. We played with Stone Cold that day. Yeah. That's we the place on Panduza Street. Okay, I know that place. But I right, remember Stone I, Cold. I mean, I mean, the, the I'm glad you brought up the whole caves, everything that happened that night, which, which is totally, totally right. But I remember specifically <laughs> you yelling at DeVito, you better get the Fuck out there. Get out on stage. No, 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 no. He was upset about his ex. Oh, I, I bet that. So, I, <laughs> so I've been there. I've been there. But there are now things on stage, and he will come out of the bathroom. So I kind of like to like a daddy figure. I'm banging on the bathroom. I go, you don't come out here? I'm going to come in there and get you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a weird night, man. It was like we all had, it was that time of month for all of us. <laughs> it, it, it was like it, you're right it was like a full moon that night no, everything it, it was the, it, i don't even know i do feel no. like there was like a conscious thought that we said you know what we're gonna drink tonight it's, before we play it's Brent, yeah. it's Brent, right? i want Brenda's take on this because we haven't heard this in 30 years you got a bug up your ass that night boy you had a bug up your ass that night you we started the whole fight about, about the club we were pissed off about something i can't remember what but we just they, suck, they, they they shortened our set and they want us to shut down, and you started playing again. And it pissed them the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but we were drinking before that. I remember yes. that. We were like, fuck yeah, yeah. yes, you guys were. Was it, no, but Brendan was right. Brendan's right. He Something <laughs> happened that we said, you know what? what fuck it. We're going to drink. We're drinking before yeah. we get the bus. We, the buses didn't show up or something, so we had no crowd there. So yeah, we, we had showed no, up. There was, there was no one there. there. Was nobody dead. there. Oh, yeah. was that what it was? So we, so we, we just wanted to tank it. the well, game. They wanted to cut our set short. That's how it happened. And then Brendan said, fuck it. We're just going to keep playing. The four of us were drinking. Tommy wasn't. That's right. That, yeah. Wait, he's telling the truth? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Brendan, you <laughs> yeah, have to no, shut up right now. Jerk off. I only had a Southern comfort before every show. I never oh, got fucked. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were not getting It was like this big. <laughs> <laughs> you got some nerve. I remember nights. I mean, it could be nerves. It could be drinking. Top, we're on stage at Cabaret. Yo, yo, we're, no, yeah, we're you, starting you, the show. You, you, Where's shit. Tommy? You're, he's at the bar. You drinking. know what it is? 
I always met with Ray Young oh, yeah. for one drink of Southern Comfort before I went on stage. Oh, that was our ritual. That was the only one. <laughs> I couldn't I could have sang drunk, you idiot. And I know you guys are gonna say you could sing anyway. But anyway. He was not loaded, no. But, uh, yeah, Brandon, so what happened? They cut the they cut us short, they won us off stage, they grabbed you because you continued, and then I grabbed the guy. I said, if you touch him, you're gonna <laughs> die. And then Sean Tona pulled out pencils and says he, he's gonna stab a bouncer. Don't worry, Tommy, I got you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt very comfortable with a cop that. now, right? It's on Tona? Yeah. He's no, in he's in Local 30. Is he? No, he's in Corrections. I can't imagine any of these stories are going to help his career, either way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it, it, Corrections, using weapons, everyday utilities, comes yeah, in yeah. hand, so he's, he's, he'll be all right. I, don't think he's, I think he's fine. He's going to be all right. I'm going to take this spoon and scoop your eyeballs out. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Great one. Ernie, we're back to you. What do you got? You know, obviously every you know, we're in the band, but Ernie's at you did you ever miss a show, Ernie? Oh yeah, I was not at the I was at no cave show. Oh, you really? really? You no, I never thought we were pissed. Yeah, that's why. Now now because he didn't never arrived. Trace it back to <laughs> Ernie. <laughs> what do you got, Ernie? Number three. Is that what we're on? Number three? Uh night of the night of Billio's. Which one? Um, we're back. We're back at Marine Park. Um, we are so high, excited that this show was such an accomplishment. I think it was me, Joey, uh, Scally, and maybe Bobby Howe. Maybe yes. We kept and, drinking. And Tommy too. And Tommy. Well, of course. How can I forget Tommy? Of course. We're drinking so long that it is total daylight. We're <laughs> waving people go walking to church. <laughs> And my, my mom, list. my mom comes there and drags me home. How, <laughs> how humiliating is this? <laughs> it, it's, it's on my list, Ernie. It's one of my favorites ever. It's, you, you described it absolutely perfect. We were on such a high after that first show that I, we were sitting on those little steps right near the, right near the school and we were, we were, me, you, Tommy, Bobby Howell, Robert Scally, my buddies, we drew, sat there and just drank beers the whole night, daylight, and literally old ladies and men, guys, everyone going, going to church the next morning. Hey, Ernie, what's going on? He's like, hey, everybody, hey, everybody what's going on? Hello, how are you? And Ernie's mom comes by mortified, like, you degenerate bastard, get home now. <laughs> and you know, and I know it's it's cliche to say, but it's stupid things like that. The fun of that first show made me want to stay in this business forever. It did. I, I know it's ridiculous to say, but having those moments, so much fun, and and the, the <clears throat> reminiscing of that. You know, we worked so hard to do that first show, and it was over, and we were having so much fun it. afterwards. I have, I, have a, I, have, I have a question since we have someone here in a, that has been there for 30 years. Brendan missed that experience. Brendan, how did you feel after your first show with us? Uh, you know, it's, uh, well, I think the first show was with Steve wasn't there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that was my chicken pox story about the, the fiasco of the keyboards. But I got to right. tell you, you, know, you guys 
when I saw you guys at Country Club, right? And so I was out of the band. I saw you guys at the Country Club and I saw how good you guys were on stage. That's was like that fire said, hey, you know, there's something really cool here and, and, and I want to be part of it. So you guys, you know, yeah, I probably left because we weren't serious enough. But right. you guys, right. you guys right. go on that that night at Country Club, you performed your awesome what was show. The, what was the what was the show? If it wasn't the first show back without Steve, what was the show where you went? Yeah, this is yeah. this feels great. Like we did at the Billy. No, I mean that like, was Lamore. This feels awesome. The Lamore show. I mean Lamore's Lamore's right. was we that that's my number one. Lamore's was like yeah. the magic. That's you know, the, if yeah, anything, that's the zenith. Yeah. Yeah, so we won't talk about it. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Don't, don't give the picks away. Don't give them away. <laughs> I have a feeling that might all be our old number one. So we'll, we'll move fast to that. But this just in. Brandon, Brandon just died. <laughs> this just in. I'm <laughs> talking to you from heaven. He gave up his pick. He gave up his pick. St. Pete is not, is not happy with some of you. I'll leave it at that. That's what he gets from Bob and Australia, that son of a bitch. Oh, shit. All right, my number three. So we we kind of mentioned this before. We I always go back to Crazy Country Club. I, I as much as Lamore was our pinnacle, not that it was a sellout moment, but it was our pinnacle. But Crazy Country Club was really where we built who we were. I feel like you know we we started that we had a craze going at Crazy Country Club for a while. Tom, we used to even go there and hang out with the owner and do jams at remember late at night and stuff. They fucking loved us there. Not because we were the best band in the world, because we made them tons of money. We made money. <laughs> right. So one, you know, after our first Crazy Country Club, and we were such a big hit, and Billy O's, we had tons of fans and selling out everywhere we went. We were rehearsing at Rockaway Studios, and the owner of Rockaway Studios, Mitch, you know, never really gave us the time of day, always shortchanged us, always never gave us the shit room, overcharged us, never cared about us. All of a sudden, Mitch, Mitch was very friendly to us. And he was, hey, guys, what? And his arms were open. And we were like, what the fuck is going on here? So Mitch heard through the grapevine that we were we were success and we were selling out everywhere there's we the played. Buzz, there's, there's, there's the buzz you were talking about. And, yeah. and right. The buzz was created. We didn't even know it was created right. because it was just happening right. organically. But Mitch right. heard through the grapevine, holy shit, these guys are, you want to latch yourself onto these guys. These guys are doing great business. So Mitch decided, hey, guys, and we already had, I think we already had the next we already had a Country book. Club show booked. Mitch yeah. was like, hey, guys, why don't, let me, let me be your promoter for the show and, you know, I'll help you book it and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, we had no idea what that even meant. We were like, of course, of course. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Meanwhile, we don't know he's taking 20%. He's going to take 20% off the top as the promoter. Monkey business. Monkey, Monkey business. business. We don't know this. No, Mitch Glider presents, it said on the flyer. Mitch, I think it was right. Glider. Rockaway Rockaway Studio presents <laughs> Playground at the Crazy yeah. Country Club. So this fuck Mitch... Latch, latched himself onto us because we were easy money maker, we were selling out everywhere we played, and he became our quasi promoter. We didn't even real. We don't need a promoter. The show was probably sold out before Mitch even came on board. 
He attached yeah. his studio's name to our flyer, and he became you know, our agent, basically. I never thought, I never thought of it like this. Of you, course. You're, you're nailing it. You're and, nailing it. <laughs> and he, I still didn't think of it. And our crowd is so savvy and drunk that, yeah. you know, we're on stage, and Mitch gets up there, and he's like, hey, everybody. And he's got this fucking... <laughs> 50s radio meant radio personality voice you could see right through it a mile away and mitch is talking and he's like hey everybody welcome to the crazy country club rockaway studio presents i'm mitch and our fucking fans don't give a shit they want to see us so they start the chant the classic chant ernie what is it Is Ernie frozen? Is he frozen? Something with an F, Mitch? Oh, okay. so <laughs> they, they, they start the now infamous chant, fuck Mitch, fuck. Now, they don't even know who Mitch is. Uh, my name is Mitch, and I'm the owner of Rockaway Studios. The whole idea, thank you. The whole idea behind these shows is to pick out the bands that are working the hardest. Those are the guys that love me. They own the studio down the block. This is an outstanding crowd. Would you say? Let's go, everybody join in. Maybe the band is not playing. Ladies and gentlemen, direct from Rockaway in Brooklyn, New York. Let's give a warm hand for the official band tonight. Playground, thank you. They don't know any of this backstory. They don't know he's our promoter. They don't know he's our. Uh, guy from our studio all they know is this guy seems like a pompous asshole we want yeah, to see right. our buddies in playground they just start this chant fuck mitch that became it would right now if it was in today's world it would be a viral sensation and we <laughs> have awesome. it brendan we have the video it was just such a great moment because they somehow our drunk moron fans saw right through this moron promoter and said Fuck Mitch, fuck Mitch, fuck when, Mitch. When, when we didn't. And we went <laughs> exactly right. When we didn't. Perfectly said. Well, while you're at it, fuck Chuck Berry and fuck Iraq. Well. <laughs> but anyway, we'll move past that. <laughs> I, we have it all. That's we have that video. That crazy country club. We have that video. You gotta Brendan, send it's it's on a great show. Does Brendan have his stuff? Brendan, it's all on YouTube. Now that I'm in contact, I'll send you all the links. Yeah, I have the I have the uh, the Lemoore's video. That's all I have. Yeah, the Crazy Country Club with Fuck Mitch, and at the end when Tommy's doing the Fuck I I ran okay. and all that stuff. <laughs> I was doing the next time back. I forgot. Just <laughs> me. Um, the best part, the best part is your sister saying you don't know too much about you. right. <laughs> yeah, because your, your sister's holding the camera. She's like, "Oh, what an asshole!" It's not. <laughs> if you if you remember if you remember earlier on this podcast, I was making fun of you guys saying they make fun of Joey because Australia, Brendan was bombing exactly. Australia. So I should shut my fucking mouth. Huh? <laughs> Come on, Brendan. Now we're moving back to you. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Tommy used to always get it wrong. Who sings Ain't That a Shame? And we always were correcting him. So Tommy would say at the end, this is a song we wrote many years ago. (laughs) We're doing a classic. We're doing a classic by B.B. King. (laughs) Ain't That a Shame. Yeah, it was Fats Domino. I didn't know that one time. But if you remember on stage, I used to wear the shirt. Chuck says, 
Buck Truck Iron. Iron. Yes. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Brendan, come on. Number two, we're moving. All right. So you re- I really, with my chicken pox story was the number two, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw something else in there. So it had to do with tequila and a stuffed animal. Oh, and, 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 <laughs> wait, wait was it tequila? Are you sure it was tequila or, or Devil Springs vodka? I thought it was tequila. Oh. And then... So you guys were living, you guys were living in Marine Park on 28th Street or something like that? Or where were you guys living at? Right, it was 34th Street. My brother lives on that block right now. Yes. Oh. And and I remember I came came by and there was a stuffed animal that was no, no, 50, you what that was 53rd. 50, 53rd Street. And it was Devil and, Springs. And the knives. It, yes. <laughs> And I think it was you and Joey, I think, I believe. And, D- and Dave. And Dave. <laughs> and I'll let you guys t- finish telling the story, but I no, remember no, no, no. It, was, it was basically a crime scene. That's the bottom line. <laughs> you, you were basically the uh, head detective in the Manson murders, the Sharon Tate murders coming up on the scene. Like, he, oh, he was, he was Dexter coming in to, 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 to analyze the blood, uh, the blood splatter. Blood splatter. He's <laughs> like, Sharon Tate on the floor. And there's a stuffed animal in a in a bowl. Hold on, doctor. Go ahead. Tell the story. If you want me to tell it, I'll tell it. But I'd rather you tell it. There was a, a an alcohol, uh, 160 proof. Um, vodka. Vodka. Devil Springs. So you take one shot of it. Regular vodka is 80 proof, so you take one shot. It's horrible. <laughs> then you get numb. So then you you make a regular vodka with it. That's like equivalent to two. You get numb, you put a little bit more in it. One drink's equivalent to six. Because right, we, 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 would buy, we would buy it because it was, we figured 160 Cheap. proof, it, it basically counts as two bottles of vodka. We would put right. half the amount of vodka in and we would stretch it out. But as you're and, drinking and you're getting drunk, then you start putting the regular amount back in and then a little more. <laughs> so you're making these drinks with this 160 proof vodka and now you're, you're starting to hallucinate, basically. Yeah. So we started hallucinate. It was uh, me, Dave, and Joe, and everyone, uh, Joey's girlfriend at the time. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if Steve was dating Kat, uh, the other person yeah. at the time. Yeah. But um, we, uh, we fell asleep, and um, we, I just said to the guys, they go, did you see that shoe just kicked me in the face? <laughs> and they said, yeah, what do you want to do about it? I said, I think we need to do something about it. So we grabbed a bunch of steak knives, and we pinned everyone's shoes in the house to the floor. And after we sat back down against the wall, we weren't drinking at this point, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the hand. We, were, we were propped up against a wall with our asses on the floor. And I said, look at Buster Buddy over there looking at me. <laughs> and I, so I cut his, to cut his foot off and put it on my keychain as a lovely, uh, which was not go over with Joey's girl at that time. Didn't go over well. And then we shoved the remaining bunny. We there was a bouncy ball. I don't know who was. Yeah, we put it, cut oh. the ball, and put it in there. I remember this? Ripped that ball apart and shoved the bunny inside it. <laughs> so we all fell asleep there, and people woke up, and it was just knives and blenders <laughs> describing the Sharon Tate, uh, modern day Sharon Tate scene. Yeah, it was. And that we were all- never allowed, and we were never allowed to drink Devil Springs ever. Ever again. So wait, Brendan, as the outsider telling, <laughs> seeing this story. So what happens? You walk in the next day. Where I'm assuming we're unconscious. What do you, what, yeah, what do you and find? I'm like, like, what the hell is going on? 
<laughs> like, like literally, like you know, it was it, it was basically taking that party to the to that unbelievable <laughs> level. And I'm like, really? Like, was, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Brenda, tell me you weren't looking for a body. <laughs> tell me, that like, was someone, someone got it. Someone bought it last night. <laughs> And I think yeah, somebody was like, well, it was just a stuffed animal. I'm like, it was just a stuffed animal. <laughs> no, it can't be. <laughs> Again, stories I don't remember until they're brought up that are absolutely classic. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but these are the types, of, these are the moments. They sound ridiculous, but this is what builds all this stuff. You, you know these are the building about, blocks. Do you know what I remember about that Devil Springs bottle label? It was so beautiful. It was pastel, toned down. There was like, like no, it wasn't like hellfire on the label. It was like, come on, grab me, rainbows, puppies, have some of me. It's like, yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, we brought up Devil Springs a while back, and I, st I think they still sell it. I'm sending yeah, you all a bottle. I want everyone's address. Devil Springs for Christmas presents for everybody. I'm gonna send it to my worst enemy. <laughs> Brendan, great one. Davido, yeah, what do you awesome, got? Number Brandon. two. Number two. All right. All right. Let me preface this one a uh, little quick. Uh, week before the show, we were in the studio. I used to carry like this little beige bag where I used to keep my cables in and all that other stuff. And I happened to have like size Jack Daniels bottle. Uh-oh. Christopher's <laughs> is coming. <laughs> so I'm just prefacing how the story went. because. I think people will have a little bit of misconception of what happened to this that night. So the bottle was in there. We go to play the show with Christopher. So I had my little friend, Scott, who was actually teching for me that night. And he was helping me set up. We play the show. Show goes over great. We have a nice crowd. Uh, now it's time actually, to play. Actually, the crowd, actually, the crowd stayed away from the Actually, well, the, that uh, was after the Beowulf. So this was Sandbox. after the Beowulf show. Was that was yeah, that what it was? Okay. They, were, yeah, they, they were very timid to come. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, so what ended up happening was is that um, I'm outside hanging out with some people and stuff like that after the show, and then all of a sudden, uh, somebody came up to me and said, "Your friend Scott's getting screamed at from the security guard," and I'm like, "What the? What do you mean he's getting screamed at from the security guard?" Meanwhile, I didn't realize that that bottle was still in my bag. It fell out. It fell out of my bag when he was putting my cables or whatever he was putting away or something like that. So I start running to the security guard. I said, look, he's with me. Is everything okay? I just play with the band. Now just picture this big wind yelling in my face with the hair going and me going like this as he's yelling at me. And he ended up, no, but then I said, he says, you brought this in my club. You brought this in my club. I said, look, it, I, I apologize. It fell out of my bag. I didn't realize it was there. Of course, he thinks I'm full of shit. Um, uh, Brian, not for nothing. I think you're full of shit. I think, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck him. You can have a bottle of Jack in your bag. Yeah. Fuck him. It was in my bag. I, I totally forgot. I, I forgot that it was in there. there. Right. And then all of a sudden, the guy got in my face. And then, you know, he started screaming at me. And I was trying to reason with the guy and then he put his hand on me and then i put my hand on him and then i looked up at him and i said mother <laughs> and then i got bodily thrown out of the fucking club <laughs> thank god somebody was able to get my shit get it out of there but you know but no but uh 
that I had I I I guess I called that even though I wasn't drunk or or caused the issue, but that was like my motley crew moment, I guess, getting thrown out of a show that I played. And, <laughs> but then but but the problem was the, the aftermath of it was and I'll leave it at one point. Everybody thought that it was intentional and yeah. I had gotten the listen nice conversation right. after the show. Steve, Steve wanted you talk. Steve wanted you out of the band. He listen, listen, obviously, no. obviously, looking back at that, <laughs> you did. Obviously, there's nothing wrong. You yeah. you can bring up. It's your fucking bag. You can do whatever you want. I don't know why Tommy took such offense to that. And decided Actually, to call it Jack Daniels. Time. That's why. No, what, what, what made what made that experience probably <laughs> bad was was that's where I was talking to. I was saying to Brendan earlier. I said this is when my friend kind of got in my got in his face for not sticking up for me. He, Brendan was kind of more pissed off that I fucked the band, right? Christopher's where we were kind of popular and it was our neighborhood and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was literally down the block from what Tommy that lived. up for the screwing that up for the for the band, which was not definitely not my intention. So I could see where Brendan was coming from. But my friend comes around now, turns around, gets in Brendan's face, saying, You stick up to him, he's your friend, he's in your band, yada yada yada. And it's just that's where everything just went downhill for me there. So that's Brendan, I, Brendan, what's your take on that? I don't call Senator. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I can see where Brendan's coming from because Brendan is already, Brendan's already coming off of uh, him for, for, for the fans destroying Beowulf. And now I'm, a band member is now getting thrown out of a, a local club now. You know, where, 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 where does it end? You know what I'm saying? And I kind of get Brendan, Brendan, can I, Brendan, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, it's personal, Uh-oh. but, um, well, now's a good time to ask were you. Were you, were you, were you, were your girlfriend still together at this time, or were you going through a little bit of a, a bump? Oh, no, no, yeah, we, yeah, we were still, we were still together at this time. I, I think, I think what it was was, you know, you know, I was definitely way too serious, and I think that you know, things just started uh, building and building and building. And but at that time, eight. but at that time, you were fine. It was just about the music right now. Yeah, well, it was, it was Yoko. We're the, talking about Yoko. Yeah, strictly okay. about the music, and then again, my my false visions of how could we become, how could we go to the next level, right? right. And, and the, I told you, you were the driving force. It's, yeah, it, but, it, I mean, but now I look back at it and look at the stories, and and you know, it was a little bit too unrealistic. It was too serious. No, you no, now, you were perfect. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You you said the funniest thing to me. You shut my fucking mouth up because it made me it made me laugh at myself. You said, remember when we tried to get all the bands in the neighborhood together? Yeah. They were yeah, trying to see something all together. Because the scene was starting to die. So I guess it was like, we need to all pull together and everything like that. And you went off on me. You said the funniest thing. And you sitting over there looking like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacles on and my hair pulled back. <laughs> and, I, and I went like this. And when you said it, I went like this. <laughs> <laughs> no but let me i'll chime in too so again for people who don't understand the dynamics of what's going on so i always kind of associate christopher's tommy lived right down the block in this house where it was basically like the house in animal house there was no front door or the front door could never close some of the rooms had no electricity they would pay for their rent with our beer 
our beer returns every month. There was a beer. There was a stack of beer returns in the kitchen, higher than the refrigerator. That we at the end of the month we would we would kind of gather up, we would return, and we'd pay most of the rent. It was a, it was a a party house. And, and you know, looking back when I and I hear stories about Motley Crue, and I hear you know I watch the dirt and I watch all this stuff. That was our Motley Crue house, and Christopher's was the whiskey. And I, and I, I kind of uh, associate it with that. And where, where I think we went wrong, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying blaming anyone. Where I think we went wrong, rather than embracing the chaos, which we were, Tommy had this devil presence, chaos presence, but it was so, but it was so energetic and fucking contagious rather than embracing some stuff that or even DeVito's stuff that happened at, at Christopher's where who gives a shit he fucking brought a Jack Daniels bottle into the bar who cares we're a band it's our club we own this club we just sold this club out we should That's be able to pit, we should be able to piss on the bouncer's face you know right. but, but seriously rather than owning that stuff we were so because the because Brendan was right the music scene was so changing and we were like we were almost tiptoeing on all of this stuff rather than embracing and just avalanching clubs and avalanching bounces and owners and promoters and saying, you don't want us, fuck you. You're going to lose all this money. We would tiptoe. I think we should have kept the avalanche going and say, no way. When Tommy showed up in Christopher's that night in the hockey barrels, does anyone remember the story? <laughs> I re- I even remember saying this is ridiculous. This is getting out of control. But now looking back, now looking back, it was it's golden. It's classic. <laughs> it's David Lee Roth on the Sunset Strip. That's what it is. It's it's fun. It's rock and roll yeah, rather than real. rather than saying this is what are you doing, you maniac moron. We should have said yes. That's what we need. Yeah. Am am I crazy? Nah, you're right. Just be yourself and, and fuck it. It, it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah, you know, absolutely abs- like I said, you know, this the scene at the time was was very high gloss, right? It was yeah. very like superficial and it was, and, it, was you know, it was it was it looked good on the outside, but there was no substance on the no inside. And yeah. we had substance, right? Yeah. And and I didn't recognize that back then, right? I was yeah. I was chasing after I was chasing after that golden ring. And but yet we did have substance, right? And we did have that 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 thing. And you know, again, the winds the winds were against us, absolutely. Grunge was 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 happening, and then we were even thinking about like changing type of the how we wrote the songs and stuff like that, trying to get a little bit more dark, right? I think uh, I think our sound live. Uh, when I listen to our, uh, anything recorded of us, I get sick to my stomach. We were we were heavy live. Uh, you don't realize it. Uh, yeah. I, I think Ernie. If you ever heard us live, uh, standing on the outside looking in, we had a lot heavier uh, sound than we thought. And yeah, I mean, but none of our music that we actually wrote or what we were playing, you know, now listening to it today and you know listening to it years later, we did not sound like anybody else. I could not compare us to anybody. I agree. You know I agree with saying? that. I, I agree never. With that. We were so original. Maybe we could have taken. We could have maybe taken it like, all right, Guns N' Roses was probably the last band that kind of made it in that genre, I guess, before the grunge took it over. But I think we 
we were on to something that we were different from everybody else. And, and that's what I had to get used to. And that's what my ego problem was when I was used to talk to Steve and Brendan about trying to, and you Tom, about trying to bring some ideas in. And it took me years later to understand from both of you or three years, we don't want to sound like these bands. We want to be different. And I think every song that we did was different. Thank and, you, Brian. And Brian, it, that means a lot. I mean, that, we didn't that, that, sound that like Warren yeah, but, or Rat and, or and, that and, stuff. And, you know, I hate to get away from music, but even Sorry. weirdly more important than the music, we had an intangible, we had a vibe, a chemistry, and an, and an energy. Yeah. Every time we were together on stage, in the studio, walking in the streets, at a club, whatever it was, we had this thing that I think could have translated any genre the genre didn't matter i think you know even guns and roses kind of translated that that genre too they were yeah. this 80s band but they were also big in the 90s during the grunge era they had yeah. you know all the usual i we could have been that we could have been that that band that doesn't matter what types of songs you're playing you have this wacky energy that that translates and and goes over generations and genres and, and all funny, stuff. Pretty funny. The uh, the name of the band kind of fit us pretty yep. cool. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, we were also friends. that's what you think. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were brothers, right? Like, we grew up, we grew up in the same area, right? We were, it's all Brooklyn. We were all Brooklyn based with all similar backgrounds and socioeconomic type of situations. So it, there was a there was a common bond amongst us right um yeah. and yeah we might have fought right but that's what what family members do. Yeah. yeah you know when you hear when you read stories about molly crew and that you know that i i associate us weirdly with motley crew i know motley crew were drug addicts and fucking degenerates but they were a gang they were them against the world and for a short period of time we were us against everyone else it didn't matter there we had, we had that vibe. There was a... Shit, I, I, I'll just say... You guys mentioned a band that opened up for us in the caves. Uh, Steve, you remember them? Stone Who Cold. was you? I think you mentioned them. Stone Cold? Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah. I was a little... I was a 15, 16-year-old kid on Kevin's place on Nostrand Avenue. Went to see these guys play, and I just started singing lessons, Right. I went to thank the guy. I went to say to the guy, "Why well, you have a really good voice?" and talk theory with him. He fucking blew me off like he was a rock star. He was one of these guys I never forgot about. I felt like a, he made me feel like a fool. He dropped me like a lead weight when I was trying to talk about singing. He thought it was, and for him to open up for us, right? Two Gun Cupid, all those bands I grew up in my neighborhood watching, they were opening up for us, man. It right. it, it it was it was pretty cool. And it wasn't because of our fans either. No, we, we were, were just different. Good. We were, we were different. We were energetic. We were an energy yeah. band. And but the we were good. band actually solidifies what we were. It had nothing to do with the name of the band being like an 80s sounding name. It We were about fun music, fun brotherhood. Yes. Party. That's, that's what we were about. Yep. And yep. all the songs were about us. Yep. Sounds cool. Awesome. All right, Steve, what do you got? Number two, let's go. We're moving. Uh, number two. All right. I'm going to get a little sentimental now. Uh -oh. um, so 
I have, and it's not, it just, it didn't happen just one time, but it's, this is more from like a songwriting perspective. Uh, and uh, I loved that I would be in the neighborhood, just walking by, going down to Madison Place to like meet up with you guys. And then Tommy would be like on his porch playing an acoustic guitar. And I remember him playing Childhood's End. I remember that, the I remember him playing stuff. I'm like, wow, that would really sound cool as a song. And I love the sporadic, um, like inspiring sporadic moments like that, or even something's never changed. It was, the same thing, just him strumming it. it was just him strumming a guitar, an acoustic guitar on his porch, uh, you know, on, on Madison Place. And, you know, I don't know why I was going down to, to meet up, but it must have been to like go to band practice, or maybe just to hang out. I don't even know. But I just like, and then just like hearing that and being like, oh, wow, you know, we're just on our way to hang out. Oh, that could be a song. And then before you know it, we worked on it and, you know, we came together as a band and we, we made it a song. I, 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 I love those like little moments or even like the Barbie radio. I don't know if you remember the little pink Barbie radio. Greatest child, greatest childhoods and <laughs> ever recording for our, for our professor in school. I, that whole songwriting thing was was really like I, I loved it, you know. And and uh, we we I had this crappy little pink Barbie radio, it was a piece of shit. But we would record in my bathroom. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what happened to those tapes, but we would like come up with ideas, just like sporadic, like, you know. And then half of them turned into songs. I you know I don't know what's whatever you know I don't know where the tapes are. I don't know what's on the rest of it, but I I love that 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 just spur of the moment inspiration and that. Right. It turns into my, creation, you know. I, I I had that on my list with Brendan and you and uh, Brian also because Brian too and bass light and you know, it like I remember. I'm not trust me. I'm not to my own horn. But but the ba the ba the ba 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 and I and I told Joey try you know try this. It was you and Brendan came out to my attic in Madison Place, which oh, I was, and and you and 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 then we also did. And I remember the first lyrics of uh, Third Heart that changed everything. Because we completely changed it. it was, it's better to have loved than not loved at all. I was so I said, "Well, oh, that's too positive." We fucking rip it apart, make it about a bush. <laughs> well, you know, that, song, that was up. That was probably, if you think about Childhood's End, that was probably our most complex song yes. that we've written. Between, between the time signature changes, it's it's got a lot of different offbeat timing. And if you think about Childhood's End, you think about Playground as a whole, when you say that everybody contributed into that song, that song, that style of us writing together would yes. have put us through the 90s. Which something, at the end of this episode, which I know we're running super long, guys, I'm sorry, but hopefully, hopefully everyone's having a good time. Um, I, I, I do want to ask, I'm going to ask everyone their favorite playground song at the very end. I was going to say you should do that real yeah. quick. Name. No, let's do at it at the end. very end. So yeah, we, we are up to... So very end, you should ask everybody your favorite, favorite playground song. Thanks, Ernie. Speaking <laughs> of which, Ernie, what do you got? Ernie, Number two. Come on. Ernie, 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 at the end, we'll do five play, uh, favorite playground songs. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I, I can't say my number two because it's going to be everybody, ev everybody's going to have it on the list. So I'm going to leave it. For yeah, say it. I'll just say, say it. Ernie. Say uh, it. It has to do with Lamore. Let's leave it at that. Go ahead. Ruin so, the podcast, Ernie. Ruin it. No, <laughs> everyone's got a different take, Ernie. Everyone's got a different take of that night. So roll with yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, Ernie. We're going to talk about uh, a childhood's, what? A childhood's end moment. 
Um, there was a concert. I can't remember where we were, but Tommy decided right in the middle of the song to just lay on stage. Billy Young. Billy Young. Straight. And I Billy and I, it was so brave. It made sense with the song. He was like a, a Jim Morrison for a, for a, a moment in front of my eyes. Nice. And, uh, you were talking about you childhood. Know, I had to throw that out there. I just assumed he passed out for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ruthless, man. But I like I like Brendan. He was going to be a uh, a uh, what do you call it, a tonight. But no, we were opening up for uh, Gordon. <laughs> Uh, Gordon's band. We opened up for them, I think, that night. They got us the gig in Billios. It was reverse. If you guys remember that. I, I don't band. remember who we opened up. I, I remember it was very, Teddy's, very, Teddy, very Teddy fondly. Band, Gordon's band. I remember, band you, I remember you laying out on the floor sprawled out, and I yeah, really I got, thought, I said, what are we going to well, do? I, I was, Tommy's I done for the rest of the show. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, go hard. I love it. Thanks, thanks, Ernie. Appreciate it. It it meant something to me. Yeah. Ernie, it meant something to me too, but I was sleeping. I don't remember. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Great one, Ernie. All right, so my number two. Again, these are I, big moments. Sometimes, of course, mean a lot, but sometimes little things mean a lot too. So, Brendan, you were you were gone at this point when when Tommy came to us with the opportunity to play in front of Whitney Houston's manager. It was it was a big thing. And that that hold on, that's not that's not the moment. But when he told us this, this is before our very first show. We had nothing going on, but for some reason, being able to play in front of Whitney Houston's manager, I don't even know what that means. It meant a it meant a fucking lot. It meant a lot to us. So my fondest memory of that is not recording, not even doing that showcase in front of turned out not to be Whitney Houston's manager. It turned surprise, out to be just surprise. turned out to be uh I think uh Eugene at Starrett City uh, offices or something. Couldn't make it that day. Go for but it. What my fondest memory was all the prep that went into that we used to yes. rehearse like oh. after the recording was done we had a, we did we did a professional recording at laughing dog studios in staten island with dan the sandal man after that was all done we still had a couple weeks to prep for the show and we did this prep that we would we would lip sync this this song over and over again third heart and we would we would rehearse at Tommy's apartment in Starrett City. I would sit on the back of the couch and air drum while you guys would practice your fucking ridiculous Backstreet Boy moves. <laughs> and then we would, you know, Dave would block out. We, he his dad ran the Jewish Center right yes, in Brooklyn or something, Jewish right? Center. Jewish yeah. Center. We would that go in awesome. there because we needed a stage. <laughs> to rehearse <laughs> this mock video that we were going to do. We need a stage. We didn't bring gear. We would lip sync in the air, air drum and air guitar and air vocal, this song over and over again on this yeah. big stage. It was more just an, an event to hang out. But all I remember is, my memory is, every night that we had one of these events planned to rehearse, what the hell else would I be rather be doing? I was, I was rehearsing to 
play in front of a big manager in the music industry with my brand new band and it was so much fun and it was electric it was ridiculous but at the time being 15 16 17 18 whatever how old tommy 35 years old depending on how old we were it was electric and it was why how could we not want to do this every night and it was just it was it was that innocence that that was so fun to you didn't overthink things and it was just of course of course we're in the jewish center in the middle at at, at one in the morning rehearsing where else would, be? Where, where else would you be of course where else I would actually, you be i actually exactly think right. we went swimming i actually yes, think we went swimming i remember once. swimming i remember yes. fully clothed i think <laughs> but again it's just those little moments that no reason to be doing what we're doing but we justified it and we didn't even second guess it. I, I, I love when Brendan came back in a band and we said, hey, listen, we got this thing going through third heart. And you're going to have to drop to your knees. Brendan, what did you think about that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Brendan's like, wait a minute, I'm Steve I, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't drop. I'm not, this isn't little kids on the block here. You know, I'm not, no, no, no. We got this thing going on. <laughs> Wait, doctor, backing up. What was your number two again? I don't remember. I don't have, a, I didn't write yours for some reason. What was your number two? I didn't get to number two. Yes, we said it. Oh, I put it in the caves, I think. No, the caves was number three. No, the boss, the caves. I don't think you got to me yet. All right, well, I'll I'll re-edit. What was your number two? My number two is Redline Studios. Redline, Redline, Staten Island, right? Wow, yeah, Bay Street. It was. It was, it was, it was uh, do you want me to speak about it, or are we gonna talk about we, yeah. asking Brendan how he felt about my first demo tape? As oh, horrible as it was, through the night because it was cheap. Um, the next morning. Uh, I mean, our ears weren't even developed. I was singing out of key. Um, we didn't find that out till uh, Laughing uh, Dan from Laughing Studios. Dan. I mean, it was just amazing thing um, to, to record your first demo late at night through the midnights to early morning, and then you're driving home from Staten Island, and the sun's coming up, and you have something to show. And my friends played that those three songs over and over again had a, a little get together behind my house it was my first taste of rock stardom. I was like, so proud of those three songs looking back. Yes. I cringe when I hear them, but, yeah. but the process, the so, process right, and so. the feeling and the alleviation of the, of the working all night, you know, but not to you know, make part of the Chicago song 24 seven, but it, it was, it was just, I'll never forget it. They're driving home from Staten Island. The sun sun's up and we have something. We actually have something to show people. Right. And people dug it. Our friends dug it, man. They played it on their radios in the, in the park and it was pretty cool. It was, it was a, a really cool feeling for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. an experience. Yeah. I mean, Great. all night. So that from was before, that was before me. The morning, the, that was the original demo. Yeah. You guys did that at Red Scott. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was before me. Yeah. Yeah, but that's well, what what's, that's what started all of this. If that doesn't happen, I don't mm -hmm. answer the ad. If you don't yeah, have that demo, if you don't have that demo to show me, 
I don't come to rehearsal. So that that's the catalyst for all of this. If that didn't scare you away, what, what would have? It, it <laughs> what, well. what was the basis on that? Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. Look, my hand glows. My that. hand glows in the that. light. Look at this. Watch this. It's like Telstar. <laughs> like if that's not satanic, I don't like know what is. It looks like Pong. <laughs> All right. So we've come, we've come to the conclusion. We're at our number ones. Now, right, if, can we if, do a if, piss break? No, come on. All right. So we're at our number one playground <laughs> moments. We're also going to recap maybe our playground favorite songs. But just to recap some of Brendan's, if I wrote these down correctly, we got the stab stuffed animals at number two. No, no, let's go backwards. Hold on. So let's start again. Number five, we got Rockaway Rehearsal Studios. Just all the shenanigans that happened there. Number four, of course, one word, groupies. Number three, stealing the playground signs. All of our friends and loading up Brendan's basement with hundreds of playground signs from playgrounds all across Brooklyn. Number two, finding all the stabbed stuffed animals in shoes and the, the massacre that occurred during the Devil Springs Vodka Night from uh, me and Tommy. Brendan, your number one playground moment. What do you got? It is Lemours. Absolutely. You know, we that, you know, Lemours was such a, a iconic rock club growing up and to have all your your favorite bands playing there and going to see them. And then you have an opportunity to play there. It was just that was just unbelievable. Um, the, the prep that we did to get to get to be like we wanted to, to to kill it and we we worked so hard on on the rehearsals we were so tight for that show and just when we got on stage and then, and then we sold all the tickets and all you and Tommy's friends were all there and it was just it was a, it was it was truly truly like that Madison Square Garden moment that I think I had from for my time in playground um, and it, it was it, to this day I could could remember it you know like it was yesterday. I I couldn't agree more. I'm not changing my number one either. That's going to be my number one too. I you know I'll I'll go into a little more detail my take on it, but how can you dispute that? It was our zenith. It was our moment. It was it was the battle of the bands. We which you didn't mention, but it didn't matter that we didn't win. It was it was yeah. the climax of playground. Absolutely. Uh, my, number, my number one, too. And uh, I'll go into that in further detail also. Yep. So, Brendan, of course, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to dispute it. I, it might be all of our number one. And, and by the way, yeah. with, uh, on his moment, the note he never hit again. Which one? On uh, Something's Never Changed? Yeah. Only, we, <laughs> we, 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 we always busted his chops. He never hit that note. He hit it when Perfect. it counted. Perfect. Perfect, yes. And uh, <laughs> he knows and it too. He, Look at he's laughing. He always hit that note. <laughs> he's got the you pain in his head popping. Look at him. He knows. That night we all looked at you and we were waiting. And it was just like boom. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a magical night. The uh sustain was there. It was yeah. it was I don't know where you were standing next to your amp, but it was the sustain was absolutely perfect, man. You just said it perfectly, Brendan. It was a magical night. Yeah. Go ahead, Davido. What do you got? Number number one. Well, you know what? Let me recap your top five so far. Number five, the cabaret brawl, of course. Number four. What am I got? What have I got here? Oh, oh, his move to the moving to the bass from yep. his guitar. Number three, 
visiting the Staten Island girls and having them wash his car, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, him smuggling in the Jack Daniels that Christopher's <laughs> getting into the fight. DeVito, what do you got? Number one. Number one, drum roll. Hold on. It's Christmas, it's Christmas time, so we all need to do the drum roll from Christmas vacation. <laughs> I still don't know how you do that. Are you a drummer? You always have a standard. <laughs> yeah, anyway. What do you got, Tavito? Come on. All right. Well, basically, uh, that magical night, I was probably shitting a pill until I started hearing those words. Let's give a big Brooklyn welcome to the band Playground and the place uproared. And once we started playing that first note, it just went like cake for the rest of the night. And it was just magic. And, uh, you know, it sucks that we didn't win. But, you know, from my take on it, I really thought that was our high. And that was really the beginning of where Playground was going to go. And the nineties came. <laughs> the rest of the nineties yeah. came. <laughs> again, again, Davida, you, you again. Brendan said, "Magical, magical night." You said it too. It, it, it was something where I'm, I'm sure we were all nervous going in, but the, it's almost like the second we hit that first note. Yeah, it's almost like it, it's something like a different entity took over your body and just exactly. start, did the rest of the show for you because it was so magical and perfect after that great yeah you're not talking about you're not talking about the note not the note and we all know what that note was the, the <laughs> brendan the mr brendan murphy chord for it could have been you i'll play no because it could have oh, been you of course started all off once that chord <laughs> rung out it was it was time to play it was it was yeah it's like a battle cry right there brendan started steve you dirty greek hold on here we go let's let's recap what you got of course number five we got the bruno pictures the bruno farts number four yeah the uncle farts bruno pictures the classic moment of spying on naked gypsy <laughs> number three uh you got this Bill, uh billy o's first show billy o's first show guitar that we david oh uh, yes breaking the guitar string tech fiasco. yes <laughs> number two just in general songwriting moments yeah. that happened your number one number one what do you was got lamores lamores but um not the the show was we we prepped so much for the show but and there's so much like adrenaline running through you but like towards the end of the show when we were playing something's never change and i i'm sure tommy remembers this when we're finishing the song oh, i know this and we had that big pause and i just looked out in the crowd and i was just thinking to myself man wow this is fucking awesome like yeah. it was just so it was like a frozen moment and i just wanted to hold on to it man i didn't want the song then and he finally got antsy. He made me end the song, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I put my hand out to you. I went, "You're gonna play," and you shook my hand. Yes, that's yeah. We, <laughs> I was I'll, like, I was like, "Okay, let's go, man." Let's I'll show, go. I'll show that home. video right let's now. 
And he oh. just looks at me and just shakes my hand. And I look at him, I go, okay, now it's been now a finish this <laughs> Steve is literally like, yes, we won the election. Yeah. Congratulations. And look, Tommy's like, no, no, no. The song's not over yet. Always the song's not over yet. <laughs> but that's what it felt like when I, I was in the middle of finishing. And I just looked out in the crowd and I was like, this, this is what like landing on the moon was feel like you know what i mean like there was no other way to explain it i i love that you got caught up in that moment it's 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 not only amazing that you got caught up in that moment it's amazing that we have that on video you could see you caught up in the moment it's great it's great and if there was ever a moment to be caught up in if you watch that back and you hear the crowd and ernie you can you can testify to this I believe it was it was the most people for an unsigned band that ever brought was brought into Lamores. Am I right, Ernie? Um, until uh, Biohazard about six months later. Yeah. Right. I, okay. <laughs> but up until that point, Ernie, did we have the record? He's got to ruin it. He's got to ruin it. Yes, at least they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> let's let's go back to Crazy Country Club. How many drinks you bought? <laughs> seven, seven up until that point, you know, we were, we were told that we brought the most people to Lemoore's for an unsigned band ever. So, and Lemoore's was a magical club at that point. This it, was you know, little things like this would have helped us keep the band going. But you know, the, I, I, I don't. You know, over the years, I've always heard, "Oh, you made it," or "How are you going to make it?" There's no such thing. Making it is 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 a fictitious term, but. In my childhood and my kid memory, playing Lamore <laughs> you were playing the animal was, on the was, was what was it was making it. If you yeah. played Lamore, I saw Paul Stanley there the year before. You know, one of my idols. And if you, if I, I played that same stage the next year, I made it. We did it. All right, Doctor. Let me recap. What do you got? Okay, Number got five. Two words, Chris Caravan. <laughs> Number four, another two words, Bocce Bus. <laughs> Number three, The Caves. The debacle at The Caves. You know, the chaos that happened. Too many things to name. Chaos. Hey, I, I, never, I never looked at, never look at pencils the same way. I never looked at pencils the same way ever again. So hey, put that a pencil, I kind of jumped. Oh, you got to love Sean. <laughs> Number two, the Redline Studios demo, which I don't yeah. think I can even play on this podcast, but maybe. That's so bad. No, what do you got, Doctor? No. You're number one. Not bad. It's, it's Lamore's. Um, Lamore's. I'm going to try to stay uh, without crying my ass off, but I got to be honest with you guys. The What you guys haven't mentioned yet, we had to get in and out in 25 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't let our music breathe. We we moved a lot quicker than we normally move. Our songs were up a little bit of a notch. And what made some things never change so beautiful. <laughs> no one was doing ballads at uh, during that that during that at that period, or that would say at that um, bow at at that battle of the bands. So mm-hmm. we knew that ballad was going to bring us home. We we knew it. It just made that ballad crazier because we moved so quick because we didn't pause between the first song and the second song. Yeah. We kept it going, the energy. And that was the decision made by all of us. And I think that was a great decision to say. We didn't, we didn't say, you know what? 
we went from the end of it could have been you right into bump, 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 bump. And we picked up perfect. even further. Yeah, we picked it up. It and when we picked it up, it was amazing. And to drop it, like something's never changed. I think it was um, to all of us, it was a really well-planned out plan. Um, but that song, I was scared shitless, like you wouldn't believe um, if my voice would hold up that night. And I know you guys are scared for me. I was scared for you guys. And uh, it, it, it just, it yeah, when something, when something's never changed yeah, came great. on and I saw, I saw lighters, I saw fucking lighters in the crowd and, and, and it, and it just, I was mesmerized and I, and I couldn't believe what was going on. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was beside myself, I, you know, as a front man, fuck it. But you guys were so proud of you guys that night. I mean, it was unbelievable. A lot of hard work went into it. And I gotta be honest with you, when Brendan hit that fucking note, it, 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 that was, I knew we were halfway home. And if we I remember correctly, the video home. freezes. Does the video like freeze yes, there too, right? Yes, yes, yes it does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, but like you said, Tommy, Tommy, no. it was just, it was just we, that, that we there was such a pressure and intensity that was just building and building and building upon us, and we all revered the club that it was at. And you know, you just made a comment about the lighters, and it, and it kind of brought me back a little bit. I mean, that like you know, that was that moment. Like you felt like you were you were there. All all the things that you look at bands when you were a kid, that was it. And absolutely. Um. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I knew, I knew, I knew when you hit that note. I said we were halfway through this. There ain't nothing stopping us after you hit that note. I said, "There's nothing except for Steve staring off into." But if you remember, but if you remember correctly, if you watched the video, we had to disguise a little bit because we knew we knew that um, what was the song that followed that. <laughs> Always, always complicated time signature with the acoustics. And Steve had to turn around, time it with Joey. Stone mm. clouds are raining down. Um, Silver line. Silver line. Silver line. Tough. Always line. tough to hear. We, yeah. Yes. We went from a high to a very difficult song. And I think we were a little mesmerized at how great things were going, but we got to that part. Yeah. I jumped up on the, I jumped up on the drum thing. I was, and I was, Telling I was fucking Joey, keep everyone in you know in line with the beat and was and was fucking, but we got through it. And I knew that song. We all knew that going into that into that set, that silver lining was going to be tricky. It was good. It always was in the, the studio. The beginning was always hard. Yeah, it was always hard. The time signature, but my god, to scrunch. I think it was twenty five minutes. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was, I think so. Yeah, we had to get in and get out. And uh, no, we, we were we were a machine at that point. We were an absolute machine. We we rehearsed that set, and I still do it today. I, you know, I I teach and I teach bands and I teach groups of kids and stuff like that. And learning how to do that is very important. For instance, I just thought you know, of something just now. But you might want to do the video over. You can slow down the video a little bit on YouTube. You can hit the. Yeah, you could slow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys might want to play with that and see what it might have sounded like. <laughs> 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 it would slow down a little bit. But 
I was you know, so proud of you guys. And and that, yeah, I lost myself too. I, I can't believe what I was. My mom was sitting there, but Joey's mom. Brandon, I don't know if your mom was there. My mom was there, yep. Yeah, and they all sit at the mom table. My parents we, were there. With Tanya. With Tanya. We'll get to her soon. Don't worry. Oh, we'll get to her soon. <laughs> you know, Tommy, you know, just to, just to, just one final thought before uh, Joey does his number one. It's like, I'll be honest with you, as much as like, I didn't, once we were up there, I didn't even give a shit about the battle anymore. It was, no, it it didn't matter. It was the show. It was the show. Because let me tell you something, after that last song, I guarantee you, if we would have played another song, they wouldn't have turned us off. Uh, You know what? You might have been right. And and Brendan would have been the crowd. We filled the crowd. We filled the whole club. The whole club was our fans. How many, you, how many people showed up? Did my Wi-Fi or yours? I mean, again, I, I don't know the exact numbers. but Hold on. I'm losing you, know, you guys. We're still here, DeVito. We're fine. You're frozen. Everyone else is fine, right? Yeah, we're good. All right. Ernie, we're up to Hold you. Let me, let me try to recap what we got here. So I believe your number five was you driving to Billy O's for the first show, getting pulled over for your first breathalyzer. Number four. Crazy cast. And first and last? Well, first and last yes. as of now. Ernie, why do you look look like a mugshot? <laughs> it looks like a driver's license picture. Number four, Crazy Country Club. What was the Crazy Country Club moment? Just Crazy Country Club in general? No, that was what's his name? Wasn't it the Ernie? What do you call him? Boyfriend? No, that was mine. No, Ernie. That was, that was Joey, the, the, the boyfriend story. It's a costume was, party. Costume. Costume. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I won, I won money. Number three, Billy O's first show, just the actual show in general, right? Number two, Snyder, you could call it laying down on the stage. I call it passing out on the stage. We'll call it whatever you want to call it. I couldn't say my drink, you son of a bitch, but go ahead. <laughs> Ernie, nobody lays down on the stage for a song and a half, okay? It doesn't happen. Ernie. It was a bar and a half. A bar and a half. Yeah. And, no, you know, yeah, you were right. A bar and a half. You mentioned right. a bar. Yeah, you mentioned a bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to come back. Go ahead. Too easy. Come on, Ernie. What do you got, number one? My favorite thing about Playground was me. <laughs> Ernie, I'm your number one I'm, fan. Get the sledgehammer on the feet. I'm coming... <laughs> I'm coming there to blow you right now. Ah! I'm on my way. You broke the internet, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, I that's wonderful. It. I love it. <laughs> Come on, give us a little insight here. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> Our right. Epstein. Our <laughs> Epstein. Musicians <laughs> listen to music differently than regular people. It's just, I just know it, that you guys hear something different than most people do, than regular people. To have a non-musician in the band was what made me think was going to put you over the edge. So, I, by the way, guys, this is the Jerry Springer moment. I was wrong. <laughs> this is the moment. Go oh, ahead. I'm having a moment. You man. are not the father. <laughs> there is no. And this God. is this is more a compliment, to, really, to Steve, because Steve what? did allow me when I would tell him something, he would actually try it, and it was like it really meant something to me. Um, particularly at the end of Silver Lining, there was some stuff 
and he he tried it and it was like he was trying my ideas and it was just it i never forgot it it was a, a incredible thing wow. um i was um i had no right to be there i was yoko ernie <laughs> you are a hundred percent yoko ernie yoko ernie <laughs> perfectly said and that's your title from now on yoko ernie <laughs> <laughs> After watching the, the new Beatles doc, uh, watch the Beatles back, it Ernie is oh, Yoko sitting on on Steve's amp every ep every episode, John's every rehearsal. And just watch. Here I was thinking it was Terry. Here it was. I think it was Terry all along. No, you know, not to use that name, Tommy. We talked about this. Uh, <laughs> Nicole, I'm sorry. Again. <laughs> all right, Ernie. As much as I hate your pick, I gotta respect it. Yoko Ernie. All right, here's my here's my five recap. Number five, delivering the letters from the sandbox. Number four, of course, spitting on oh, Nicole's new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the classic, fuck Mitch. <laughs> Number two, rehearsing for the 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 uh, Whitney Houston manager performance, of course, in in the Jewish Center. Yeah, and my number one moment, just like you guys, it's Lamour, but it's actually not the performance. The performance was perfect, and it's exactly what we could have ever hoped for. But the pre you know, looking back on it at the moment, it was probably the performance. But looking back on it in retrospect. The buildup and the the work that we put in to get to that moment. Don't even think about even arriving at Lemoore's that day. The work we put in having to, you know, this is this is starting of the, the, the day and age of paying to play. So we would have to buy, we'd have to get tickets and sell tickets and get more tickets and sell tickets. And we were getting clumps of tickets at a time. And I remember literally going door to door in my neighborhood, selling tickets, selling tickets at school, selling tickets to every, the mailman and the freaking milkman and anyone that would buy a ticket. We were hustling to not only get bodies in this show, but then to actually get the show off the ground. Doing a photo shoot at Snyder's apartment in Starrett City where I was drunk the night before I couldn't get home. And I think I sent Steve to get my clothes for my mom and she told you to go fuck yourself or something like that. Am I wrong, Steve? Something like that. <laughs> and I had to wear Tommy's clothes for the photo shoot. And in the Lemoore's, you know, we, we took a f ridiculous photo outside. Tommy, Do you know how long it took me to find boxer shorts? <laughs> I'm wearing I'm Tommy's jeans. I might Tommy's look like an asshole, but I would really like you to reestablish that link on YouTube as Scud Battle of the Bands. Because... I dressed up in Stars and Stripes for a fucking reason. People wonder up, I'm going up there in boxer shorts. It's or, like, <laughs> or another take is he ro we rolled out of out of out of his apartment then from the night before drinking, and he just had his boxer shorts on. He threw his jacket on, his his leather fringe jacket, and we took some photos. That's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, by the way, Betty and Liz really enjoyed those pictures when I hit the. Uh, she goes, that looks like my house. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't even... Remember, we, we took all the stuff off the walls, right? <laughs> that looks like my house. Oh, again, okay. Just all the prep going into Lemoore's. Never mind the musical prep. Obviously, we rehearsed our asses off. We had this 25 minutes set down to a science. We weren't going to go a beat over. We were ready to go. The intro, middle, 
end, all that, we were ready. But all the other stuff, making sure that we filled that place with every person we ever knew in our whole entire life at, at that point. The prep that went into, I'd never, even till this day, I don't think I ever worked so hard to put on a show. Not musically, just in general promotion-wise and hustle-wise and everything that we put into that show. The Letters of Sand Sandbox was cooking at that point. I, 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 I think by watching Ozzy, I, I'm sorry guys, by watching Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, they always do the, I know, I know you don't like them, but they always, it always ended the band by introducing the musicians in the bands. And I, that was always something I thought that was proper to do. And we, I think we're the only band that ever did that in a circuit. The lead singer never introduced everyone. Yeah, I always, I, did, I, I always did that with you guys. Always yeah. did that with you guys. Especially I that night. And, and because we had so many fans there, every name got a big eruption. And, you know, for people who don't know the history, we lost that battle of the bands. And anyone who's read my book, I don't know, Brendan, I don't know if you ever read my book, but mm. I recap. Thanks, Brendan. I, I recap. <laughs> I recap the. I recap this story very, very vividly in my book. And you know, when we got off stage, the literally the the the, the DJ says, "Wow, that good, huh? A thousand dollars to them." That's the thousand dollar question. Like he had to, he almost backtracked. He had to backtrack on what he said because <clears throat> he almost already announced us as the winners. And we were only not only getting a thousand dollars, but we were getting like recording money and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So, but what happened was so after we got off, there was a couple of other bands that went on. And by the end, the crowd was literally frantic and chanting for us to win this, this battle of the bands. And we didn't win. You know, the announcement came over that that Mr. Strange, I think, won. Yeah, right. Mr. Strange won. And I remember vividly thinking, oh, this is a joke. No, just kidding. Playground is the winner. And it never happened. And someone came over the loudspeaker and said, oh, but can someone, a representative from Playground, come and see us in the back? And I believe Brendan was the one that went in the back. Right, Brendan? Yeah, yeah I, Tommy was too busy breaking his hand in the bathroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> actually moving the crowd. <clears throat> Not yet. What did they tell you, Brendan? Yeah, so if I vaguely recall, it was just that, like, hey, you guys are great, blah blah blah. We're opening up a new club called the Cabaret. We want you to be the we want you to be the the, the opening band for that for that opening night. And that was basically the kind of selling us selling us a spiel of like, hey, you guys were great. You were awesome. Uh, sorry it didn't happen, but you know what? We got sorry, we, sorry we fucked you in the ass. Sorry and, we uh, fucked you in the we ass. Looking forward to doing it again. <laughs> you know, again, in retrospect, did it mean anything that we won or lost? No, it yeah. didn't mean anything. Uh, but never mean anything. In, in our minds at that time, it was crushing because I do believe that if we did win, maybe we still we realize all that work yeah. that went into that yeah. meant something and we keep working that hard. I think from that moment on, we never worked as hard again. I don't I don't want to play this off as Saul loses here because no. absolutely right. But I do remember another statement that night that they paid five hundred yep. for the publicity 
And then it, they gave them 500, so it was a wash just for the publicity. Yeah. They flew in. They came but, in but the last all, minute. But that was even more offsetting to us, I think. I think it was even more upsetting that uh -huh. we, we, we almost felt like this band paid their way to get the win. There was no crowd there when right, they were nobody. And we, we knew we won, but this band paid their way to get more stuff than us, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, it in a way, it almost crushed us What's more. I, I'd almost rather than them have been better than us. Yes. But to, to know yeah. that to know that they 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 did this and all the hard work we did at the end of the day might not have meant anything because they just had someone write write Lamores a check and they won the battle of the bands was almost more crushing. I'm not saying it, it ended our career. You know, you know, I think that was our zenith, and then we 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 started to pivot down from there. We still, had, so. we still had a lot of great moments. Don't get me wrong, but I, you can't say that that wasn't our, 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 our peak. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. Can, may I speak first and you can all go around. Um, I think that was my beginning. I think emotionally, emotionally involved in that gig. Yes. But we were better down the road. We got better and better. Musically, and I, hate, and I hate to say it, and I and we were a better band down the road. We were harder. We 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 developed more songs. My Nicole came out. You know, we kept we kept moving forward. And uh, I don't I don't look at it as uh yeah for emotionally, of course. But you know you never get that one. You know you never forget that one. But it doesn't mean it doesn't get better afterwards. You get better at it, but the emotional thing is not there. That's all right. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll leave everyone else to say something. No, else. you're right. I'm not saying musically we didn't we didn't go past this, and my Nicole was incredible and dancing all night and all that stuff. But uh, I think our work, our work ethic, yeah, you're right. And I, I but I think our work ethic, and and, uh, and we we were on fire at that point. All of us emotionally, physically, musically, everything. After that, I think everyone lost a little spark no yeah it's like a kick in the dick yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> no i didn't look at that way i'm sorry I, I love you guys but no way i yeah. looked at it steve brendan what do you guys think i agree I with you it, it you know it it was just that was the beginning for us that was kind of like the plateau moment but it didn't it didn't dip down in any way shape or form after that you know in 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 reality, I look back and I, the, losing the battle didn't didn't mean it. It was just it was just how tight we were. Yes, how hard we worked, and and we knew that in our hearts that we won that. Yeah. So it agreed. make a difference if we if we were awarded that or not. Um. And then you know you know yes. And then we played cabaret for a couple of times, and that that was like you know we were we were things were supposed to be getting a little bit better. We were just you know one of my on list was. Ugly Kid Joe. We were supposed to open up for one of these the Ugly Kid we did. Joe. And then, we did open didn't we open up for them? White no, trash. No, white trash. No. White trash. White, white, white trash. trash. And the Greg Howe band. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Howe too. So, you know. It was kind of like we're supposed to get there. I don't think it was we lost a little spark. It was just, I think it was, that was the, the golden era at that point. That was the start of the golden era. Yeah. Was it the music? Was it the scene changing? Where did, where did, I mean, it's obvious after I left the band, where did Playground start losing focus after I left? Wait, left, left, 
We have to come and take me out. No, wait, wait, hold. You left before, you know, let's, you know, now that you brought it up, Brian, I I wasn't going to bring it up. No, no, I'm trying to figure out. We're going from Lamore, we're going Lamore forward. After the Lamore show, where that was our high, the band was starting, not, I wouldn't say peaking, but it was starting to find its rhythm, its groove. We were writing some good tunes. Um, We we were uh, expanding our musical side and everything like that. Yes, yeah, so shit happened. I'm now out of the band. You get somebody else in. The chemistry starts to change. When did the band start to really lose focus after I left, where it just fell apart? I think as I as, 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 per, as personally as w- when we started to grow apart, <laughs> whatever whatever was happening in the band, we won't bring up every little thing. But oh no, no, I wasn't bringing up personal per, personally as we started I'm to grow apart. Man. Whether it was. Mm-hmm. relationships or business sense or arguing if our friends should go crazy or not, or should they be calm? I think yeah. all of that stuff just started to, to kind of dilute the pool. Sometimes Me. you lose your gusto, I guess. You it's, just, it's, just, it's just a shame because I really felt that the band had something to offer. We were different. There's a there's a, there's a lot fit of in, we could have fit in with the '90s genre. We probably could have fit in fit in with that genre, and it sucks. It's a shame. What does that? What did Robert De Niro say? Waste of talent. We also we we didn't we did not record anything and put anything. Agreed. That was that was a big big problem. If we would have re, if we would have had something to actually prom, like a, a product that would have helped quite a bit. I'm not saying it would have led to anything, but it would have been. So- something to push out there there was there was nothing other than our live sh- and our live show was was, was great well, see that's what yeah. you know you know what did uh what did uh, what was the old saying that bob rock the famous producer said about metallica you've never captured your live act on an album we right. were a live band mm-hmm. and I, you know we recorded when we recorded third heart that sounded nothing like what the I, way we performed I think you know obviously it's easier said than done but having some kind of management yeah. yeah. To Ernie. to I blame Ernie. Ernie. I mean a real management, not not a <laughs> hobbit. I'm talking about real mat exactly. If we had and, and management comes with success. Ernie. Management, you don't just get management because you want management. Management comes with buzz and success. I think the trajectory we were on, if we would have actively looked for management and stuff like that, and they came to Let's our show and, and saw the buzz. They would have they would have jumped on board and forced us to record a demo and possibly shopped and yes you know yeah. that's it's it's just a different type of thing we, we're not uh, thinking along we, those lines. We, I'm curious. Can we go to uh, move to top five of our favorite? What? No song? discussion in between. A, a simple sentence in between the songs. No, top no, five no. playground songs. No, not top five. Let's just do our favorite playground song each. That's it. One <laughs> song. You got one song. We're, we're, we're four hours in already. This is insane. <laughs> oh my God. How let's, are you going to uh, edit this? I mean, three, <laughs> I'm not editing. I'm just, I'm just airing it. So what do you think we're going to have? You let's, part one, part two. You, let's, have five, you have five band members, five no, stories. I, no, That's length of the time is... I, manager. I'm fine. I'll stay up all night long. I know Bre- Brendan, is, Bre- Brendan is... Brendan's got a... Brendan, you okay? Australia yeah, I'm good. All right. So Brendan's got... Steve, you Okay. Let's go to 11. Let's, I just ended at 11. But 15 minutes. We, no need to. We, we only have 10 playground songs. So to name the top five is useless. <laughs> let's just name. Let's Three. go. Stop it. 
Let's. Top I want to hear our top our top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can name ten. Let's let's seriously pick. If you, Brendan, if you got to pick one playground song, what's your favorite no, playground no, song? No, 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 I can't, no, do, can't it. do it. That's not fair. Yes, That's you fair. can. That's right. like these pick are our one, children. Pick, we wrote pick, these songs. You can't ask if you can't. My favorite child. Pick one. Doesn't work that way. And one runner-up. <laughs> no, you go top five. We're down. not doing top five. We're not doing. We only it. have ten songs. All right, here we go. Top five. It's not gonna, it's not gonna take that long. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> um, so we're top five. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Uh, five songs. Let's see. Uh, Charles's end is, is five. Four would be. Um, uh, get your hands. Three would be. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then uh, two would be um, could have been you, and then one silver lining. Whoa!
just so you know, I'm, I'm editing all that. I'm only using civil linings. Just now, so you might as well. Now, asking about civil lining. There we go. See, silver lining something. number one. I would have never guessed that. All right, Devito. Brandon, what do you wait. Got? You don't ask about number one. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Why would why why number one? So, so, so to me, silver lining was like it just the, your 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 melody on top of those chord changes and just the just the tempo how it goes to me that was kind of the mature maturization of our songwriting so, so wait, i thought the, the the original version of civil lining or where we changed it when we were remember we went like half time in that slowed way, it that down right the, yeah which version brendan the, the lamore version or the later version i would say I like the, the later version the more version i like the lamore version I like the really? more, I like the little more version. I yeah. love the change. No, like I like the change. Good, but I like the little more version. Oh my god! All right, well, Devito, what do you got? You could tell me your top five. We're only using your number one, but good, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, the most one of the most diverse songs. I'm going to have to say, "Something's Never Change." Number five. Okay. I'm not. It's no order. I'm not putting them in any order. You want me to put them in order? I want a number one. That's what I want. I don't care about it. Want a number else. one? All right. Something's like, never changed. Is probably our number one song. What is it? Something's never changed is my, my is my number one. I'm gonna tell you something's never changed. <laughs>
Something's never changed where we had that heavy part in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I know the lyrics. Brendan, you remember that? So to Vaguely. And you used to talk the all the song titles were in them in the lyric, right? <clears throat> I know the lyrics. Give it to yeah. me. I can see them right now. Do it. Oh boy. stone. All you crazy people better leave me alone. I know I'm as uh something as a tin man and blah 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 blah. I sent you guys that one. It was uh I'll send you the lyrics. And I got it all done. That you don't have them all done. That wasn't I don't it. have them all done. I've been speaking for three and a half hours. I remember something. Yeah, you. It, it was the silver lining in heaven and arise. You mentioned all of it, I'm right? Cold as ice with a heart of stone. Oh, you crazy people, better leave me alone. I've seen the third heart beat yes. to a grave to a graveyard. Yeah, I, I we we accompanied all the songs into one little. I don't have. Show. I would love to. I don't have a recording. I'm of digging that. it. I'm, does I'm, anyone like have that? Devito, you don't remember that. I, no, I do remember that. Yeah. 
All right, Steve, you dirty fuck. What do you it's got? Fuck. When I think of playground, I think of could have been you. Number one. All right, we're going to do playground. Yeah, that good, huh? Not fucking bad. A thousand dollars good.
Steve, 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 hold on. It's like yeah, a, it's I'm sorry. I'm never recorded uh, as a band, Steve. even before, you know, we, with, uh, you know, Scott and Gordon, whatever. And it was the, like, it was just our signature song. Could have yeah. been you would, would be it. And then number two, I would put for diversity and, and, and just, it was such an interesting song. Childhood's End would be my runner up because even though it could have been you, it was like Playground. When I think of Playground, I think it could have been you. Yeah. Childhood's End had, there was, an, uh, there's a lot going on in there. And it was a very cool piece of music, you know? Yeah. Uh, based on a. Doctor, what do you got? Based on, yeah. Tell, you, tell, them, tell them what it's based on, Tom. Well, I, I, I here we go. It's, the, it's based um, on Knobs Creek. Now, you might, uh, if, if you want to give me a top 10, go for it. In order. Go ahead, Tom. Come you on. can't name 10. There's no way. I'm name three. <laughs> Something's, never changed. Something's never changed. My love. It, it flows beautifully. Great um, Child is in. Complex, deep. I wish we could have recorded that one professionally because it would have been a fucking not a Led Zeppelin moment, not a, but there was some chords in there that reminiscence of one of my favorite songs, Cashmere, the extended chords on the fifth. It would have been really nice. But I gotta be honest with you, I gotta I, I'll stand by my ballad. It could have been you. I'll, I'll always stand by that because. When that chord rang out, when Brendan rang, rang that chord out, it was time to play. That was the band. It was time that was to play, you know? man. And, and I, I got to stand by that. Got to stand by it. That's it. And that's all you get. You know, what's yeah. actually, you know what's actually kind of ironic, though? It's like, all right, we're working now. We got some money. Why don't we go into the studio and record these songs, at least for, our, for ourselves? Well, well, we, never, there, hold on. we never had good recordings of these songs. We will talk about the reunion at the very end of this. Ernie, <laughs> right. what do you got? Come on, give me, give me what's your favorite playground song ever, Ernie. I really like the bridge from It Could Have Been You. <laughs> I like the end of Childhood's End that, um, those wow 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 but um it's got to be between something's never change or my nicole it's you're a regular those. george martin ernie you really are you're <laughs> you are <laughs> just sit there with the suit on it just watches them play <laughs> I, I never heard i never heard someone speak with a wah-wah pedal as as unorthodox as his his descriptions are he's not he's not wrong never yeah i'm with you and you know if i have to pick my favorite song i could listen to it over and over again i would love to play it over and over again childhood zen is always my favorite playground song
just it's 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 just there's so many moving parts to it obviously it's not bohemian rhapsody but it's it's along the lines of that it has those elements of all these different moving parts it's almost like these four or five parts should not even be in the same song but yet they are and they work and Mm -hmm. it just it just Feels right. Is it our signature song? By no means is it because we we stopped playing it after I think the first month. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Couldn't I mean, pull it off live. That's why. You know, <laughs> get, get get your hands is you know as great as as and signature as could have been you is the pop sensibilities of get your hands away from my girl at a more reasonable tempo, and I'm to blame obviously for that. And and and. <laughs> With the right production and and a little less double bass, uh, that that song to me it, it, it's it's a hit song. You know, Prince could record that song. A boy band could record. It, it's just a it's just a fun pop song. By the way, song. if if you listen to anyone and please play this because anyone t- uh, wants to take drumming lessons from Joey Casada, please watch Lamar's live. How he couldn't just go up a boom, ba, boom, ba. <laughs> <laughs> the whole drum solo, the whole 25 minutes. <laughs> Every time the song ended. <laughs> ended? What do you think about ended? In the middle of the song. Something's never changed that double bass in it. It was a ballad. Hey! Tommy's like, what a fucking crowd! <laughs> I'm, I'm singing. I'm singing. I'm hearing triplets. I'm like, well, I don't get it. My Nicole. <laughs> but again, and another honorable mention, my Nicole. I remember Ernie coming to me, Joey. Oh my God. Did you, I love that new playground song. I'm like, what new playground song? Is oh, my Nicole. I'm like, first of all, what I don't know what you're talking about. And who the hell is Nicole? I know Tommy only writes about one person. Who's this Nicole person? And he's like, no, no. That's, that's, uh, it's a middle name.
The, you know the quick demo and you know along right along that same time frame and, and i'll tell you a quick story with with eric martin i don't know if you know brendan i play with eric martin for mr big now yeah, I love eric. right right along that same year was more than words to be with you right and we had my nicole and i had told eric i'm like and it's a big joke around you know in our band i always talk about playground and Eric has like a playground shirt and stuff like that. And <laughs> that I gave him for Christmas. Oh, and <laughs> so I showed him this. I said, this was our to be with you an hour more than words. And Eric actually loved the song. He's like, yeah, dude. He said, 
it's this it's the song or along that time frame that totally makes sense radio friendly why wasn't it a hit and i'm like yeah you tell me why it wasn't a hit just because no one heard it that's why it wasn't a hit so he loved the song and he reckoned it's 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 right along that you know it's it was perfectly written by you guys for that time frame 1990 91 to be with you more than words across the board on the radio my nicole if if it was picked up by a record label and we had it on an album and that was released there's no reason why that's not along those same lines that's the one uh that's what monkey business mitch wanted to uh, latch on to when he wanted to bring all the bands together that yeah. was the one song from us he wanted it's to a hit what do you want totally unrelated dom have you heard that new eric martin song my nicole <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, <laughs> yeah, I love you. Guys, this, this was great. You, well, you want one honorable moment each? Quick, yeah, super fast, it, without explaining not? it. <laughs> Brendan, you have any leftover moments? No, I'm, uh, I'm good right now. <laughs> DeVito, what do you got? Well, if I don't, well, I'll let somebody else have it. There was one time that we were actually trying, we were working on uh, Sometimes a Fantasy with Billy Joel. And this is, I guess, when Brendan came back into the band, because I think we already were starting to play that tune. And we were trying to come up with something with the guitar part, and there was a little animosity between Steve and Brendan. So all of a sudden, Brendan's, you know, Steve turns around and goes, well, who do you think is going to be playing this, you? And then Brendan used to have the, oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. I, I know this that. happened oh in your god. I don't remember if it was in the studio or it happened in your room when we were sitting there learning it, relearning it again because Brennan was now we're having the second guitar player in there. And <laughs> Steve just turned around with this cocky attitude. Who do you think is gonna play it? You so <laughs> Brendan just went up in the air. Oh my god. Brendan, oh we have so Brendan, many that happen. <laughs> Brendan, really we have happen? rehearsals on tape with <laughs> us fighting in the studio and DeVito, flying DeVito throwing his bass uh, and flying bass. Um, flying bass. The key of a. No one picked know, that one. Uh, the flying bass. Somebody go. What do you What do you got, Steve? Anything? I would say the flying bass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's not that's not on everybody's list. You know, Devito. Was on my honorable. Was on my honorable. Wait, 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 Tommy was the one that turned around on that tape and says, "I wonder what key that was." <laughs> but, but we can't just say it. We got to set it up. So we're having a good night. Right. Devito is fed up with us, or mainly Tommy, and and he takes his bass, launches it across the room, and you hear, boom, and we have this on tape somewhere, and. Tommy goes, what, what, what's the exact quote, Tom? Um, what happened was I said, we stomped out. I think he ran out of the door before the bass hit the floor. So when <laughs> it hit the said, floor. You said, you said, yeah, I said, let's try it again in that key. <laughs> and, uh, and, then you know you know, goes, and then you hear his girlfriend at the time go, you're yeah. such an asshole. You're such Tommy. an asshole. <laughs> that I remember. That was just such an asshole, Tommy. Perfect. <laughs> I don't even remember what the hell we were fighting about. I mean, it just goes yeah. thirty years. Yeah, time we were just tired and cranky and like whatever. Tom, Next honorable season. mention. Next what do you got? Is everything. <laughs> what do I got? What do you got? I got a uh, Billy Joel. The first time we implemented it with your fat ass and uh, hammer, hammerheads, 
Joe, when did you have a fat ass? <laughs> don't listen to him, DeVito. It's on video. Don't look, don't, video. Look, don't look back at the videos. Total eclipse of the ass. This asshole's feeding anyway. me. He's feeding me Midnight Dragon Lager beers all night long. What the hell do you want me to? I'm, I'm wearing spandex. What do you want me to do?
So anyway, we played in the Hammerheads, I think you guys remember it, and we're playing, and no one's coming to the stage. It's like, no one's coming to the stage. I'm like, I, all the time we go like this, let's play Billy Joel. Like, fuck it, what's with that new song? Let's just try it, we throw it out there. It's Long Island, Hammerheads, it's like Hempstead Turnpike, it's right there. We hit fucking, we played that song, everyone ran to the stage like this. Holy shit, and that was the moment that we knew yeah. That song was the shit. They heard Billy Joel, but being played heavy metal, yeah, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. Here we are. I said, fuck it. Fuck the other song. Let's go straight to Billy Joel. And they all ran forward. It was the first time we used it that I remember. Yeah, that that's I a good remember. question. I don't know what the first show was. That might be it. You might be right. Hammerheads used to be Februarys, if you might get yes. to remember, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ernie, what do you got? Honorable mention? I don't know if this, this is barely a playground story. Um, you again? We were having a show. <laughs> um, we were having a show, and somehow I had the Metallica Black album before it came out. Um, Eddie Romeo's girlfriend and her friend come over to pick us up to drive to, to see a show. Eddie Romeo's taking forever. Eddie Romeo's uh, the other girl. They're both very the girl is saying there's a song on this album better than Fade to Black. I bring her up into my room. She sits on my bed. I play Unforgiven for her. Like, oh my God, that was great. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Let's go. <laughs> I go outside and I get in the, I get in the car and then Eddie Romeo's girlfriend Christina goes she went up in your room and you played all you did was play the Metallica song she goes you're an effing idiot <laughs> <laughs> Ernie was a chick magnet he was he knew how to he knew how to how to swoon the ladies quite the opposite That's, <sighs> I didn't realize what was happening yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to see Playground that night. No, you were so happy to introduce someone to new music, which is all you ever cared about. You could care less about a girl in your room. Uh, I couldn't wait to go see the show. <laughs> all right, I got one. I don't know how the hell this didn't make anyone's list. We talked about it. We joked about it. We've discussed it. Benny Cassidy hanging off, from his, uh, off a chandelier? Nope. <laughs> the the tragedy of when poor Brian DeVito got thrown out of the band by Tommy. <laughs> that was the highlight of my life. I, I, I will recap the story. We're in Brendan's basement. <laughs> Tom, after the the you know Brian had this story of him getting into the fight at Christopher's with the with the with the Jack Daniels bottle. You want to, You should be here to defend yourself. And you know, it was it was it was asinine. Of course, we're just looking for any reason to change the band and whatever it is. And the the, the decision was made because of that, the, you know, the fiasco that happened at Christopher's, the fight and all that stuff. And we're sitting there. We're, we're literally just silent. Everyone's in the studio. We're like, and Tommy, what do you say? <laughs> Come on. Brandon, what do you say? What's your word? Brandon? <laughs> I remember what. Come on. No, what's your word out of it? I'm going to claim the I'm fifth on the one. 
I'm out of here. I don't know what. No, no, you say I don't know what you're saying, Senator. What have you been saying all night? I like it. Uh, uh, Senator, I don't I do not recall. <laughs> I, 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 I recall. Uh, I, oh, I recall. So I, I'll recap. <laughs> I recall quite well. So Tommy goes, Well, you know, if anyone, no one's going to fucking say anything, I'll say it. Brian, you're out of the van. And, and, and I was like, I don't know anything. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> Brian, you know what? You it know, wasn't me. And, and Steve's like, <laughs> Brendan, I think Brendan went right upstairs. I'm, I turned around. I think that was in the basement, right? It was in the, in the basement. basement. Yeah, yeah. Was in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Again, That's DeVito, crazy. after all these years, I apologize on behalf of Tommy. Oh, shit. There was no reason for him to do that. Ago. No reason for him to do that. We were asinine. We got that that little freaking troll after you, and he was miserable, and yeah. I hated him. And <laughs> we should have kept you, and it was all Tommy's fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, look, it's 30 years ago. If you guys would have made it, then come to me and apologize. That'll be fair. Well, then I wouldn't be apologizing. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian I did your favor. It wasn't the Brian, same after you, favor. Brian. No, no, you know, you know, you know. If you actually, you can have another episode, but it's not part of a top five. But you can have a conversation. What happened after playground? Where yeah, well, you know what? Where did he go? Yeah, we'll, we'll do. Maybe we'll we will we will do that. We obviously we recap Brendan a little bit. Um. But in all seriousness, 30 years later, we're talking 1991, the play, the Lamore show that we were all so fond about happened. 30 years later, we're here at 2021. I, Brenda, where are you leaving living right now? Uh, Virginia. All right, so you're on the East Coast. We're not, nobody's far from each other. There's, I, just played a softball, I just played a softball tournament down there this summer. A couple years ago, the four of us jammed together and it was great. Yeah. Um, I wish I'll show you a video it was great. Sounded killer. There's no reason. And again, if anyone's up for it, I'm always up for it. I would love to do not recording is a stretch and writing and blah, blah, blah. That's all no right. writing. I like I, I'm not saying that won't happen eventually, guys. I'm saying there's no reason why we can't throw a party and do a show. No reason. After 30 years. We we freaking rent out rent out Knights of Columbus in Brooklyn, and we get every every one of our friends that we've ever <laughs> known, and they'll wreck the place, and we'll have a great time, and it'll be amazing. At fifty years old, everybody's gonna wreck the place. <laughs> yes, they oh they oh they've been waiting they've been waiting We're thirty years to do it now. God damn it! <laughs> Except for Joey, Joey's not his fifty. I don't years. I don't I don't know if any Cassie can hang off a, a chandelier <laughs> anymore and fall twenty feet. But you can run out in the street. Yeah, and, I don't know if that's gonna but, happen. And, in all seriousness, is anyone completely no chance I want to do this and I can't do it? Can we do closing statements? Yes, but what uh, what I don't want to do is I don't want I don't want to overshoot the mark. And last time we got together and we jammed, it was so fun and so great. We started talking about all this stuff recording and we got to record the old songs and demos let's relax that's I would, I would love love to get together <laughs> with you guys in the studio for two rehearsals and plan a show this summer it's 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 december's third right now why can't we do a show in july july 4th weekend we throw a show in brooklyn we have we all talk. our old buddies going 
Marine Park fills out. Fills out the Marine Park. Even better in Marine Park, we do a show free. Nobody has to do anything. We get fucking thirty kegs. Everyone has a great time. We do ten, twelve songs. We do a couple covers, and we have an absolute blast. It's Ernie, what do you what do you got? I, Ernie, I can do, do it. Yeah, I, I can I can do it. I need to Ernie. I can show up and drink cakes of beer. Yeah, I yeah, need I you to organize it, Ernie. I made four thousand dollars off of it. <laughs> hey, Ernie, exactly. you, need, you need to be the manager that, that <sighs> we wanted you to be. <laughs> so yeah, you got it. Step up to the plate, Ernie. <laughs> Well, Ernie, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, do I gotta pick you up and we gotta deliver the letters in the middle of the night? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go back to the sandbox. Ernie's I'll eyes are like Ernie's eyes are like a cash will. register right now. Uh, do we have the old mailing list? Uh, <laughs> yes, we do, but I have it somewhere. I think. I will no perform in hockey battles. <laughs> All right, listen. That's my goal. Summer show. Closing statements. What do we got, Brendan? Uh, you know, you, you guys uh, definitely brought back uh, some some great memories. And, and, you know, so there was ups and downs, absolutely. But, you know, I don't remember a lot of the downs. So that's how good and how tight we were. And then, you know, Brian, you are playground, right? And yes, there was a revolving door after that. But you are everything that I remember from playground is, is you and Ernie. You, you are you you were our manager. You were it. So you were part of this family. So absolutely. So uh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Thank you, Vito. What do you got? Oh, if I had to pick another honorable mention. Or no honorable people. mentions. Closing. Ah, statement. shut up! I'm, I'm leading into it. <laughs> Picking an honorable another honorable mention is a playground moment is today. This was 30 um, years. Sure. Seeing everybody, Brendan, 30 years. Yeah. You know? I haven't seen Steve in a while, you know, and uh, you know, I see Joey and you know, Tommy and Ernie and stuff like that. They're every, they're on every freaking week. They're like a bad television show, but we're like herpes. Exactly. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely in for, I'm definitely in to do something. If you guys want to do something, put something together. Steve, the Greek, what do you got? Yeah, man. You know, I, I feel like the, uh, the only person who actually sees every single one of you guys, like I, I've never lost touch with anybody here. And, um, but yeah, I, it would be fun to get together again and, and just play and, and see where right. it goes, you know? Wow. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. Uh, and, the one. and again, it doesn't have to go anywhere. Let's just enjoy it. Enjoy. Yeah, the I moment. can't promise you that it'll go anywhere, but it would be oh. fun. Let's enjoy the moment. Doctor, what do you got? I want to get sentimental. Oh shit! Oh no! I'm sorry. We're running out of time. I'm sorry, everybody. Hold on a second. Let me let me brighten up the screen. <laughs> uh, you guys, are my boys. Um, you took uh, you took a hard uh, a heartbroken kid, class clown, heartbroken kid, but a little mix of alcohol, and you guys all all four of you dealt with me. Um, five years and uh, dealt with me and. Trying times give me a, a channel to reach out uh, with my heartache. Um, I love you like brothers, and I, I had to be honest with you. It's never too late. And guys, man, get your shit together. Let's just do it. I mean, I know I'm going to be 53. It's not about age, but it's just about I would like to see a recording. I would love to see that. I don't see it being professional. 
If we just lay down a track, go to someone's house, lay down a track, go. We have to record live in a studio. Let's can we can we get the show out of the way first? We'll 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 record the show live and we'll release it as a, let, let's do one baby steps, Doctor. Don't scare Steve away. Look, Steve's leaving already. I know. So let me, get, <laughs> so let, me let me say this. Let me Don't, say this. Stop scaring let Steve. A, let me let me give you He's a sensitive. persona. Of, let me give you the persona. One, one, Mr. Bill. Fuck Mr. Bill. Uh, I want to thank Brandon for his fucking his on relentless hard work and his pizzazz on stage. He was the only one that represented Playground with some kind of flair on stage. Joey loved the double bass and the, and the triplets during the uh, uh, ballad. Breaks. I love I love uh, Brian's face like he's playing Metallica. I, I don't know. He still pulled it off, but he looked like he was playing hard. And I like that. His heart was there. Steve, the artist formerly known as the artist, the uh, <laughs> his, heart, his heart is everything. And, you know, me, I fell into this, man. And I appreciate every one of you for embracing me. And I God bless every one of you for helping me through those trying times. And looking back on this shit, not many people can have this conversation that we had tonight. What about Ernie? You, you forgot Ernie. Oh. Ernie was attached to me always. He's he was the boy. Yoko Ernie. That's my brother. No, that's my brother. You mean like a pimple on your ass? <laughs> I played drums for before you did. The ashtrays, right? The ashtrays, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so listen, my, my closing statements are, are, are pretty predictable. There, there's no reason why we can't get together and jam. Jam, and you don't just jam. You got you to gotta set a goal. Let's plan a show. We invite everyone we've ever known. We do it in the park for free, whatever you want to do, local area, whatever, whatever's easiest. Fun, drinking, fun, party. We do our set list. We, we, we rehearse two times before that that weekend. Doesn't have to be good. Doesn't have to be flawless. There's no pressure. Don't, oh my God, we can't live up to what we, doesn't matter. Let's just have fun. Enjoy us for who we are before, you know, one of us leaves us. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Poor Brendan almost had, you know, 20 helicopter accidents. We, we wrote him off. We wrote, we wrote him yeah. off a hundred times already. He's back. <laughs> So let you know. Let's use him while he's back. All right, that's it, everyone. So it. we're on four hours here. Hold we on, had a great hold time. on, hold oh, on. Shit. Oh god. We have one member of this band I haven't seen in thirty years. So let me at least say, oh. I love you, Brendan. I miss you, <laughs> and that's it. Hey, brother. That's same it. here, and you know, absolutely. Love you, brother. Yep, you too, man. Everyone, so seriously, started, this was so much fun. You, you, you can remember all, all proceeds go to the Joey Casada Foundation <laughs> Playground t shirts on Amazon right now. If you're interested, you our tour you dates. You can pour them to Brendan. Tour What's dates are on the back. <laughs> go to Amazon right now. Check, check out your Playground t shirts. We will announce it's happening this summer, 2022. 
playground 30th anniversary reunion show it's happening i don't care who's coming i don't care who's going to be there we're doing it just like the beatles did on the rooftop you want to show up you come we're playing doesn't matter what happens okay guys this was so much fun i'm going to play playground music throughout the episode and insert pictures send us emails at top five with joey casada at gmail.com i can't imagine anyone has lasted for four hours of this episode but I've we had did. an absolute ball, guys. Brendan, such a pleasure seeing you. You oh, four yeah. morons, I see you all the time. <laughs> so much fun. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, check it out for $1,000 cash. Let's have a big Brooklyn welcome for Playground.
back watching him here. It's like a clown with a tear. He paints his face so long. Can see the pain and misery that's burning inside. As time passes by, he's like you will die.